God, that guy's that young. Holy shit. Okay. Will Poulter, the one that played like the main bad cop, the kid from like where the yeah, yeah. he's twenty four years old. That he look that looks about right. Yeah, but I mean I didn't realize I thought it was just like an older guy look young. I didn't realize that like I'm older than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he looks he looks pretty good. Hey everyone and welcome to the and the award goes to you. My name is JT Atkins and with me is Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see today? We saw Detroit, directed by Catherine Bigelow. And do you know who it was written by? Um, I actually brought up the name. Hey, who was it written by? Um, it was written by Mark, Mark Ball. There you go. Mark um, Ball. who also wrote Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, which he did with her also. Oh, okay, because yeah, she directed both of those. Yeah. So I didn't know she. Had, I didn't and know she was working. Pro- co-produced with her in all three as well. Oh, okay. So they're like, uh, they're they're just like tag team and everything. They're yeah, like, yeah, they're much, yeah. cool. Okay, who was uh who was in it? Uh, John Boyega, um, Anthony Mackie, uh, Will Poulter. Uh, some other people. Who's Will Poulter? He, he's he's that... the um, main antagonist in the film. Oh, okay, is that the one we were just talking about? Yeah. Uh, that was... Okay, so who's Anthony Mackie then? Anthony Mackie is... Uh, he plays Falcon and... Oh, okay. Yeah, we were... Okay, yeah, we were just talking about them yeah. too then. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then also... Uh, John Krasinski. He's like, that was that was really distracting. <laughs> that threw me off that for a minute. I was like, "What? What's he doing in here?" I'm like Hamper. <laughs> <laughs> you expect, it, and it looks like a documentary the whole time too. So I expected yeah. them to like look at the camera and like give the like Jim smirk, where he's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like pulling jokes on it was Dwight. Really <laughs> I thought he just had a bit roll for a second. I'm like, so did I, but no, he came in as like a heavy hitter, like yeah. in the third act, kind of. But um. Yeah, so today, so today we saw Detroit, which is a movie about some really fucked up stuff in the '60s civil rights kind of era. Yeah, um, right near the what's, end of it. Yeah, what's it? What's it? It's based. It's based on a true story. Yes. So what's it basically about? Um, it's 1967. Basically, in Detroit, they start having riots because of the mistreatment of blacks mm-hmm. in the city. They just had enough and start rioting, start yeah. fucking things up. Um, and apparently in that, uh, specifically to this story, I guess, like, in Detroit, the police are particularly kind of brutal, and, yeah. like, that's a, mm-hmm. apparently that's a thing. Like, I mean, I, I feel I like there was a lot of that. places, I mean, I'm sure it was, like, way worse in the South, but in the ideas of a lot of, you know, blacks, they move north to get away from the yeah. segregation yeah. down here in the South, and they get up into these big cities, and it's just as yeah. shitty up <laughs> there, you know? Yeah. But yeah, they're they're very, very aggressive, the police yeah. force in uh, Detroit. And uh, most of the movie takes place around um, the Angier Hotel incident, yeah, which is... Um, what is it? It's like Al- Alger? Algier? Al- yeah, Algier. In Al- yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Algier Hotel. Something, yeah. And a bunch of black adults yeah. adults um, are in this hotel kind of just like waiting out for different reasons. You know, either they're traveling or they're just waiting out the riots or whatever yeah, yeah. in here. And some shots are fired from a starter pistol, like a fake pistol that starts races. And uh, a couple cops hear it. They think there's a yeah. sniper in the building. Because, like, the so, snipers are apparently, like, a big thing in the yeah. city during the riots. Like, they have yeah. numerous reports of snipers going around, like, shooting people on the streets. Yeah, for sure. So they hear the gunshots of a fake pistol, and they can't distinguish it from a, like, rifle or something that a sniper yeah. would be using. And so they go to yeah. the... They think it's from the hotel, and they go there, and... <laughs> yeah, and then from there on out, we get a very intense situation. Yeah. Almost horror-esque. It's, um, yeah. it's brutal. But, uh... It's really rough. 
Yeah, we'll get to what. So, like, did you did you like it? I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. really good. Me too. Yeah. It was one of my most anticipated this year. So yeah, I was really looking forward to I, it. I remember not even hearing about it until we were see, we were seeing something else, and the trailer came on for it, and mm-hmm. you were like, "Oh, I really want to see this." And yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." Mm-hmm. And I did. I hadn't heard anything about it, so I'm glad <laughs> I discovered it through you, and we went and saw it. It was it was good. But first, we're gonna. We're going to talk about some news. It's been kind yes. of a slow news week, kind of. Yeah, really... well, I mean, compared to last week, last we week like over a fucking hour <laughs> with all the news. Comic-Con shit, yeah. Um, yeah, this week comparatively isn't nearly as... Uh nearly as busy yeah oh i've i've got i've got a piece of news real quick first though all right it's actually about us oh boy it is this podcast this episode is one month for us since we've been doing this podcast is it yeah there's one over a month this is the fifth episode this is the fifth episode Uh but the fourth episode was last week which was still in july yeah so we're in august now because we saw spider-man homecoming was our first episode and we saw that on like july whatever it Mm -hmm. was like around like july 7th or something and now it's August fourth, which isn't technically thirty days, but it's, we made it through a whole month yeah, of doing right, one right. review a week, mm-hmm. and now we're in August. So we've been doing this for a month. We're hoping to keep it going. On. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it up. But that's the uh, that's the end. The award goes to yeah. news. That's we're, news we're about us. Some reactions. <laughs> we're getting some reactions. Yeah. Where people usually stop. Or <laughs> yeah, or stop shut posting. up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Shit. Hang hang on one second. Hang on, hang on. Uh, or you you can go ahead and talk. On. I've got a I've got to text Megan and get uh, her. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't get anything from her. She's like really bothering me about this at work. Maybe maybe what like during the time we're recording this, I didn't get any of her lost thoughts this week. Shit, I gotta hear up real quick. Go ahead and go ahead and read some news. Though. Um. Well, this week, I uh, I mean, you really don't know who these people are as we were talking earlier, but uh, we had two deaths this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Jam Rowe. Passed away at 89. She was a actress. What would I know her from? Probably nothing. She did a lot of old films. Um, oh, okay. One of the big ones is Elevator to the Gallows. Um, hmm. At one point, Orson Welles said that she was the greatest actress in the world. She, she was very talented. Um, a lot of foreign films. Okay. And uh, she passed away at 89, you know. Yeah. It's a good life. Age, yeah. yeah. And uh, Sam Shepard also passed away at 73. Um, he's a Pulitzer-winning playwright. For um, his play Buried Child, and he's also an actor. Um, he was in a bunch of different things, yeah. uh, from Black Hawk Down to oh, okay. um, Swordfish, yeah, <laughs> and other things. Um, I really like Swordfish. Yeah, you would. I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seen it so long. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it either in a while. It's probably it probably doesn't hold up. But <laughs> yeah, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his portrayal of Chuck huh. Yeager in The Right Stuff, which is a um, Astronaut movie. Oh, but, okay. Um, he passed away also, um, seventy three. So Dang. they're they're both you know in, later mm-hmm. on in life. Um, yeah, seventy three. That's still a little young. Younger than eighty nine. Eighty nine. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're getting yeah. towards the like good good deal. I mean, even though what Stan Lee's like ninety four, ninety six, ninety five. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, like I've said over and over again, I feel that Stan Lee is just draining life force from like all these actors and musicians and actresses that are dying. Like, they die, he takes in their life force into him, and he lives longer. What? <laughs> that's what I think Stanley's doing. <laughs> I think he's just consuming the life force of all these actors and celebrities that are passing away. I just said Megan text me back, and when you were saying that, I, I thought you were talking about that was the plot of, like, no, one of the movies. That... That's the movie that I'm working on. I'm making it. Stanley play himself. I won't, be I, won't be put, I won't be putting it out until I'm probably about 50. He'll be about 140. That'd be, ama- <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I don't 
know who either of those two people are that passed away though so but i'll have to go back and check out some of the stuff especially if orson orson wells did um said that she was like one of the best actresses yeah, ever because yeah. orson wells is like i i only know orson real orson wells really from one thing and that's the radio broadcast of war of the worlds mm-hmm. which is something that i've listened to numerous times sure. and i really enjoy like you can find it easily on like podcast stuff there's actually a podcast channel thing called like uh, Mercury Theater on the Air, which is what he, which is what he like recorded the thing on when the War of the Worlds thing happened. Because mm-hmm. War of the Worlds is like an, an eighteen ninety something. I think it's eighteen nineties. It's a book by H. G. Wells, Correct. and so Orson Wells adapted it later into a radio play mm-hmm. on like the nineteen twenties. Mm-hmm. I think it was like nineteen twenty seven, nineteen twenty nine, and it's there's a whole like there's kind of some like miss uh some misinformation about what happened with that because it was really fun and Orson Welles had a blast with it and it's very intense and it can sound very real because they they open it up with like we're it's like radio broadcast like a real radio broadcast is a radio show and everything and there's this whole kind of rumor of it being blown up where people were like oh no aliens are actually coming to the world like everyone believed it yep. not a lot of people like super believed it that's not completely accurate i went back and uh we actually talked about it in one of like science fiction classes i took in college and we were like looking at a lot of the stuff around that because we read War of the Worlds, which is a hard book to get through. Yeah. But uh, but apparently the radio so play the <laughs> with Tom Cruise. I like that movie though. I genuinely enjoy that movie. But yeah, yeah, it's not that great. But I enjoy it. There's really good scenes in it. Um, I hate Dakota Fanning in it though. But but uh, she's a child. Yeah, she is at but, that point. But with the radio play, apparently there was this huge. There's just it's just one of those things that have been passed on for so long. Where yeah, people right. are like. You knew the you knew the thing you knew you knew about it. You were like, oh yeah, I think it was like originally a radio play, and people freaked out because they thought it was real. There was some people who thought it was real, and it got that that information got published apparently in the newspapers. Right, and so with it being published in the newspapers, it gained some. Uh, momentum as a story of people of like millions across the country right, being sure. misled, and no, that wasn't the case. Yeah. But apparently, there was some people that were like. Uh, what the fuck's going on? Like they heard it on the radio because it's really. Did you have you ever listened to yeah. the radio play? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. It's incredible. Yeah, like I actually, yeah. yeah, I've actually over the past couple of years, I've started listening to it like every October, like around yeah, Halloween, right and it's really good. But it's told through that spooky kind of way of like it's kind of getting meta where mm-hmm. it's like it's breaking. It's like oh, we're using the medium, we're delivering it through right. to deliver the story. Like we're using that as like part of the story, and it's this whole thing that can be very spooky because you're listening to the radio anyways and you hear like we interrupt this with us with an urgent bulletin and like all this kind of stuff but it's it's a lot of fun but if you want something great by orson wells i'm not going to recommend any movies i mean because he has a great catalog yeah but just go on youtube and just look up orson wells drunk commercial <laughs> drunk commercial okay he was recording a commercial one time and he was shit face nice <laughs> it's on youtube just look it up if you I'll want a good to, chuckle i'll also look yeah. that up then i really i the only thing like i said i really know from him is the radio play war of the worlds mm-hmm. and it's it's a he's he was super dedicated to that stuff there's pictures yeah. of him like in the studio with everyone like just like he's getting people to stop like there's a picture of him where he like has everyone it's during like when one of the news reporters is supposedly quote unquote out on the field where one of the martians have just landed and so like he's like oh my god there's lasers there's fire i can't believe what i'm seeing and like it goes you get radio silence like it stops 
and you think everyone's dead. And there's a picture of Orson Welles during that moment where he's like holding up his hands in front of people and he's just like making everyone be quiet because uh-huh. they're doing that fucking live. Yeah, yeah. And he's like in the studio with everyone and he's like, shut up. <laughs> you can see it on his face. He's like, if any of you make a fucking sound, I'm killing somebody. It's incredible. You can like Google damage. Awesome. It's, it's amazing. But That's yeah, great. he was super dedicated to that stuff. But I'll have to, I'll have to, if he thinks that she's a good actor, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> she's, she's very good. Yeah. Uh, what you got? Let me see. I just set it all this up. Oh, so I saw something interesting. Uh, like we said, it's kind of a slow news week, but I saw something interesting. So there's a new Star Trek TV show starting up this fall, I think. Discovery. Yeah, it's going to be on CBS, which automatically makes me groan a little bit, but we'll we'll see what happens. And Star Trek was always network television. No, 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 it absolutely was, but CBS is like, I don't think they've been doing anything to... The only thing I've really enjoyed from them over the past couple of years has been Supergirl, okay. and that made the jump to CW, so it's like... They couldn't even hang on to it and do it right. Right. So there's going to be a new Star Trek show called Star Trek Discovery. And it's it's a new CBS show. And apparently, I was reading something about it online this week. It bans the word God, which is oh, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, in a, uh, this is the scoop with it. So in, a, in, adher- in adherence with Roddenberry's vision of the future, Roddenberry being the man who created the Star Trek stuff, mm-hmm. Um, and in, 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 in adherence with his vision of the future, one in which society progresses past the need for religion, the CBS showrunners and writers have been adamant on keeping the cast from saying the quote-unquote G word. <laughs> At one point, a scene was halted and restarted when an actor ad-libbed, for God's sakes. Like, apparently there's an action scene going like, on. No, you <laughs> yeah, don't say that's that. That's exactly what, apparently there's an action scene going on where they're, like, filming and, like, on, they're on the bridge of, like, one of the ships or something, and one of the guys was like, for God's sake, blah, 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 and apparently it was just like, cut, cut, we, we can't use that, we can't do it. And so I thought it was interesting, because of course, of course, when I go to the article originally, like initially, it has this super clickbaity title where it's just like, Star Trek doesn't use the god. What's that? They don't say-. I'm like, and so I was intrigued. I was like, I know this is clickbait, but what the fuck do they mean? Yeah, right. And so I went into it and looked at it and I was like, oh, well, that that makes fucking sense. Like yeah. if Roddenberry, like that's the future he created in his yeah. story. So what the fuck ever then? Like, that's fine. They were, you know, this is just them trying to, whoever, I can't remember who, uh, the, what website the article I like I read it from, but just posting fucking clickbait, trying to get people to fucking argue about shit. Of course, that's normally yeah, do. exactly. And it's just like, no, that that makes sense. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Because there's other stuff. Like, Roddenberry's not my favorite sci-fi guy. Like, one of my favorite sci-fi writers ever is like uh, uh, Isaac Asimov. Okay, and he has stuff where he's like written stories before, and his stuff like includes uh, religion into it, where he'll like tell the future of like something happening. And there will be a religion like taking place within the story about like priests going somewhere or like, like he still can like, it's just, it depends on what, what future you're kind of paint, what, what future you're trying to paint, like what you make important. There's, there's one by uh shit. I can't remember his name. It's the guy that did the illustrated man, which mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite sci-fi books, but it's like a collection of short stories where these priests like go to Mars and they like come across aliens on Mars and they're talking about like, like, I think that the aliens try to help him at one point, and they're really confused because they're like, there's this whole, like, philosophical, like, inner monologue with one, one of the characters mm-hmm. where he's, like, not necessarily doubting his belief in gods, but he's like, what constitutes a sin if, like, sin is something that was created by, like, if sin is something that adheres to man, then right. what makes something that's non-man, 
Like, do they operate by the same rules of the universe with, like, sin and all this? It's super deep and super heavy, and I'm not doing it any justice with my description, but it just, yeah, it just depends on what kind of future you're trying to paint. And apparently Roddenberry's and his says, listen, this is the future where people have explored so much and seen so much and progressed so much that society kind of as a whole has been, like, you know what? We don't need religion. Like people yeah. are kind of just like we don't like. Just how we should be. <laughs> I will politely disagree, but <laughs> um, I'm more excited to discovery that Harry Mudd is going to be played by Rain Wilson. Yeah, I saw. That. Yeah, <laughs> Rain. Rain. It'll be interesting to like. I like him in the office. I haven't seen him with too much other stuff, so it'll be Superman. Yeah, I haven't super. watched Super yet. I'm still. It's James Gunn, so I'm like, eh, I don't really like one of his movies. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. I think they, I thought, like, I checked for it a while back, and I thought they took it off of Netflix, but it might be back on. I don't mm, know. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have it on Blu-ray, so. Oh, okay, yeah. maybe I can borrow it from you then. Um, let me see. Uh, they're rebooting Hellboy, of course. Um, yeah. This is old news. But um, today they added somebody new to the cast. Um, They added Ian McShane is going to play Professor Bloom in it. Oh, okay. I like is, Ian McShane. Yeah, Ian McShane is cool. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, I like him a lot, but... uh. Wait, who's Professor Bloom? I'm, Professor Bloom I'm not is, familiar with the Hellboy Professor stuff. Professor Bloom is uh, Hellboy's adoptive father. He's okay. the one that found him and raised him. Okay, gotcha. Because I've seen Hellboy 2, and that was years ago. Yeah. And I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember anything it, about it. It's really good. It. Yeah. But um, the new movie will be called Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen. Um, okay. Apparently it's going to be is it R-rated. A is it a sequel to all these no, other it's ones? it's a reboot. Oh, okay. okay. It's a reboot with uh, David Harbour from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, the sheriff he's playing Hellboy in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a complete reboot, and it's going to be um, apparently way more violent and darker than the Guillermo del Toro ones. Oh, okay. So it's going to have more violence and language, and it's going to be an R-rated film. I know so. Guillermo de, del Toro. I'm going to butcher his name. Toro. I know he uh, and his stuff. Uh, from what I've seen of his stuff, he doesn't get super violent in it, but he gets really like. He gets weird and kind of creepy with some stuff. His and... stuff is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just I... like Peter Jackson. It's like, well, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit isn't, but like, have you seen Dead Alive? <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Or Friday's gotcha. like, yeah. Dead Alive is like one of the most violent films ever, one of the most amazing, like, schlock horror films. Oh, time. okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I know with what I've seen of Toro stuff, it's, it's always a little bit more unsettling. It seems like a more safe ver- a more tolerable tolerable version of like david lynch for me okay. where i can look at his stuff and be like a super unsettling because it looks super weird right but it's whatever like you know it's yeah. I, I i've gotten used to that as a style and so seeing something in the hellboy realm that'll be a little more violent or something is it sounds, sounds pretty interesting i mean even though he's not directing this one um I, I think it's the same director of the descent i think or something like that oh okay um but yeah if if uh, I wants to watch a good Guillermo del Toro film from earlier this year, watch The Devil's Backbone. Oh, okay, that's a really good one. All I think really the only thing I've seen by Toro is the second Hellboy and uh, uh, Pacific Rim. There's some Blade too. Yeah. Nope, that's my favorite Blade. Oh, okay. So, I've heard it's so I've heard it's the good one. Yeah, <laughs> so I've heard it's the good one. He's working with uh, Toro is working with uh, Hideo Kojima. On a new game? Yeah, they're working on that... Uh, Death Stranding? Daryl game. Yeah, <laughs> with Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be called Death Stranding. They have... It looks it's really... It was originally supposed to be a Silent Hill game, though. Yeah, yeah, it was originally supposed to be Silent Konami. Hill. Yeah, right. exactly. And then him and Konami had a huge falling out, so yep. Hideo went and did his own thing. And this is called Death Stranding, and it still is uh, taking advantage of Norman Reedus. 
Let me turn my fucking phone vibrate off because Megan's like live texting me her fucking lost shit. Hang on a second. Okay. Uh, Last week she watched eight episodes. This week she watched nine because of talk <laughs> for fucking 30 minutes about the one goddamn episode she watched. I just told her I needed Did you know there's stuff. fucking polar bears in this show? <laughs> yep. No, uh, Death Stranding looks super cool. It's... I'm... It's... Hideo is like throwing me off a little bit and I'm enjoying it, but it's... It's... It's weird. In Metal Gear Solid 5, I don't know if you've noticed, but in Metal Gear Solid 5, at least a little bit of it that I played, all the cutscenes, like every, not even just the cutscenes, everything takes place through what he's trying to use as a long take for a video game. Yeah. Like he goes in, like he never cuts the camera away. The mm-hmm. camera is there, like Solid Snake will go up to someone and start talking to like whatever, and the camera like goes back and forth between them, but it never cuts away. Right. And then the cutscene blends back into you playing the game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, Unless you're going through a loading screen where you're going from one place to the other, the camera's not really cutting away. And that's what it seems like Death Stranding is doing, too. There's a trailer with... Uh, Toro is actually in the trailer, mm-hmm. along with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Homeboy from uh, Rogue One. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's apparently, I think, one of the bad guys in it or something. And there's this whole... Go figure. Yeah, there's this whole, tra- there's this whole trailer uh, for Death Stranding where, like... It just comes in and it shows like Toro and it goes up and it shows like a tank that has like weird organic, like almost like squid kind of snake stuff on it. Huh. And then it goes back down to Toro and it goes into a tunnel and it shows like Mads Mickelson. And it's all one take. And I think that's something that Hideo has been trying to like make his own thing in video games. And as yeah. you know, especially from last week's episode when we talked about Atomic Blonde. I'm a huge fan of long takes. So I love watching that in his it's un it's weird scene in a video game but i've gotten used to it and i'm enjoying what he's trying out but right, sure. yeah sure. tour tour is teaming up to do some video game stuff so that's pretty hey. it's pretty interesting why not he's, know, right? he's, a, he's <laughs> he, a great creative mind so i mean yeah he's got a super unique kind of yeah. weird twisted mind i like him a lot I've, i didn't watch his last one here too many good things about it um but uh crimson peak i didn't watch oh, it yeah but, i, um, I like a bunch of his other stuff i like Del Toro a lot. Did you watch the new Transformers movie? No. Are you going to watch the new one that's going to have John Cena in it? No. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched any. I've watched a Transformers film since the second one. I couldn't get Fair all the way through yeah. it. I just gave up. I think the last one I watched was the third one. I was like, God damn it. I just fucking turned it I off. I don't do even think I finished it. Uh, I can't do Michael Bay. The Mother trailer from Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. 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 That looks wild. It yeah. does. I love Darren, Arno- Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Um, I, I only like Noah by him. I didn't really care for Black Swan. You don't like Wrestler? I didn't see that. Oh, I want to see man. it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Amazing. Yeah, I, I saw Noah, though, and Noah blew me away. I was see, like... That's the one I didn't watch. Re- oh, really? Yeah, it's um, really good. I like, I like Black Swan a lot. I like wrestler a lot and i like uh requiem for a dream a lot i haven't yeah i haven't seen it or i've seen black swan i just haven't seen requiem he was originally and... supposed to direct uh before christian Nolan did batman begins he was supposed to reboot batman oh really and he wanted to do year one oof and uh, frank miller apparently whatever darren aronofsky wrote yeah frank miller was like it was even too fucked up for me really <laughs> yeah i was just saying something where he's like it was too dark for me even Jeez. so Huh. Yeah, but he used some really fucked up yeah, version he's of got Batman. A, he's got a weird, he's got a weird like, style. I can't tell this is a horror super, movie or yeah, what. It's super unsettling and it's super creepy. 
And I'm actually kind of anxious that we're probably going to be seeing the mother movie when it comes out. Absolutely. It comes out like next month also. Like yeah, it snuck up. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Just when I said it was during Aronofsky, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Really? It, yeah, it was It was wild. I had um, I saw something about it earlier this week, so I logged it away to mention during our news segment. Yeah, but for sure. I just watched like the shitty teaser trailer like on my cell phone, so I didn't really see too much. But it's got Jennifer Lawrence in it. And I don't know what's going on in it. And but it looks, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got him in it too. And it looks super fucking weird. It does. And I don't know what's going on. That's the best that, that's the best type of preview. To yeah. release something that you don't know what the fuck it's about yeah. a month before the movie comes yeah. out and just go in blind. Because this looks like it could be really out there. Yeah. It could be really creative. It's written and directed by him, so it'd probably be pretty fucked up. That's why I flipped out so much about uh Tin Cloverfield Lane. The first trailer yeah, I didn't for know that it was coming. Yeah, the first and trailer for, the for that. I thought J.J. Abrams directed it. Like, oh at first, yeah, before yeah. it came out, I'm like, how would he do that? And Star Wars: Force Awakens at the same time. <laughs> yeah. He just produced it. Yeah, no, no, he's yeah. That trailer dropped uh, two months before the movie came out, and people were like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" And the trailer doesn't really show anything. Yeah, and it's right. just yeah, it's very, it's that same kind of thing where it's just like you play, like you keep it really secret. You play your cards really close to your chest, mm-hmm. and then. And then you just drop it out. And that's the best kind of stuff. I like, even though I do enjoy the wait for some stuff sometimes, like we know a Star Wars movie is coming out at the end of the year. So we're waiting for little bits of news that we can see for our stuff. It's all, even though that can be fun to have something the whole year, like looking forward to it. It's also really fun to not know about anything and then just have this gift dropped yes. in your lap yeah. and be like, oh, you like that? Well, it's coming out next month. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, sometimes yeah. it could be a fucking turd. Yeah, no, it, de- it definitely, like, oh, it definitely no. could. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, uh, this is one that got released yesterday and I, I have very, very mixed feelings about it. Yeah. And we saw the preview with this with uh, Detroit we saw today. Yeah. But uh, they released, they're doing a remake of Death Wish. Is that a remake? Yes. I don't like, I didn't see the okay. original. The there, original yeah. Death Wish, I love. It's a Charles Bronson film. Oh, okay. And they made four movies of it. Directed by Michael Winters, who um, worked with Charles Bronson a lot. In Shadow's Land, I think he also did Mr. Majestic with him. But um, Death Wish, the original one, is uh, it's based on a book. Yeah. The author hated it because his book was against vigilant, vigilantism. Oh, okay. And the movie kind of revels in it oh is that the eli roth one yes yes this is and now eli roth is but he didn't write this one (laughs) okay he just directed it yeah he's just directing it okay so you can't totally blame him yeah um i thought that trailer looks stupid as it does look stupid (laughs) it looks very very stupid it's got Um, like bruce willis wearing a hood i'm like what the yeah wearing a hoodie and shooting people but you know the the story of the original death wish is uh his wife gets raped yeah um charles bronson is an architect named paul kersey mm-hmm. he's like hey like i'm gonna take it to the streets like it's 1970s new york everything's shit yeah and um like i'm going to hunt down like drug peddlers or robbers or yeah. whatever the hell yeah, yeah, yeah um and he's just vigilante justice and the best thing about that movie is he never catches the person like the people that raped his wife oh really? including his was first acting roles jeff goldblum Oh really? A very 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 young Jeff Goldblum wow. with a uh, Jughead hat, Jesus like Jug, like the crown yeah, hat, yeah. the Jughead wears, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Archie, freaking Archie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a great film. And as that series goes along, like I love, I actually love all four films. Michael Winter directs all four of them. I didn't know that was a series, but they get schlockier <laughs> and schlockier as it goes on. Okay. So the first one's a legitimately great film. Yeah. The second one starts getting cartoony. The third one is incredible, but bad but it's yeah. amazing oh, like okay. it's total schlock <laughs> and 
the fourth one is is eh, whatever. Yeah. But the uh the third one, like if I compare this trailer to the third one, where it's like, oh, this is just schlock and stupid, cool, yeah. whatever. The problem with is if it was if, if this was just a vigilante film, yeah, like not called Death Wish, it was just a kind of took inspiration from like your Death Wishes or Taxi Drivers or whatever. Okay. And was just like a revenge film, like action film. I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Like all I, they, they say some vigilante name in the trailer, like in a news segment. If they would have called it whatever his name is in that, fine. Cool. Yeah. But this, since it's called Death Wish and it doesn't have a message or anything like that or like. Yeah, yeah. It, is it doesn't look like a good film. I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, whatever. Oh, okay. I don't know. Right whenever Back to Black, Back in Black, Back to Black, Back in Black hit ACDC. Yeah. Oh. In the, in the trailer, <laughs> yeah, I was like, was nope, that. I'm cashing out. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Willis looking like he doesn't want to work. Yeah. As usual. Uh-huh. He can't even deliver one-liners anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. not going to be good. <laughs> I'm very upset about it. it I, I just want to bring it because I'm very upset. I'm a huge Charles Bronson fan. I'm Mike Winters fan. So. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know anything about it, so I was just like, I just wrote it off. Like I saw Eli Roth, and I was like, oh. And then I saw the rest of the trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> saw Eli of... Roth. Uh, you know, I, I've mixed friends with Eli Roth. Uh, if you take him as an exploitation director, yeah, exploitation yeah. If you films, accept it as that, like, then, yeah, cool. You know, if you compare it to actual horror films and things around now, it does work. Yeah. But if it's just throwbacks to Grindhouse cinema, cool. Yeah. yeah so. You hear about the HBO hack that happened this week? I did not. Yeah. So HBO got hacked, and the hackers stole the script for the fourth episode of game of thrones yeah i saw it get, yeah somebody posted about this on facebook actually i did see something about this or about episode four dropping it's yeah. two fucking days away well, it, yeah wait. it is originally this happened back on like monday though and it was the uh the script like they got the script for it and they posted along with episodes from show some shows called uh, there's one called Ballers, which I don't know anything about. This but is a rock some, show. Some some episodes got leaked for that, and then Room 104, which I've heard really good things about, and I really want to check out. And apparently, that had some episodes leaked. Like it's a new thing that just uh, started. But so like at the beginning of the week, HBO, uh, HBO got hacked, and it was like a um, uh, the script for right. like they were just like, oh, we got some script stuff stolen. Sorry. And then like yesterday, it was like they were like, oh no, episode four is like it they stole the episode too so it's online and everything and i'm in the same boat as you i'm just like it's fuck whatever it's like this weekend like yeah. shut the everyone shut up like yeah, we'll watch it when it comes out and i know there are people getting on there and being like i'm downloading it's like what the fuck ever watch, we're gonna wait two days yeah just wait two days so you can see it and like good quality yeah show like it's that. so <laughs> people are fucking retarded man god damn it i hate humanity <laughs> jesus christ like, so really fucking stupid god and that's a uh, news story. Like we hacked it. We got an episode comes out this week. Whoop de doo. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll like wait until I DVR it this weekend and watch it in fucking full def on my yeah, right. on HD on my TV. Fucking the hell am I gonna do? Watch it on my like, laptop when I download it because you stole it from the fucking web. Jesus Christ. Um, last week or this week? Sorry, last last week. Let me try that again. Last week, there you, go. you recommended Ozark, which I started watching. Yes. It's connected to it. We brought David Fincher. Oh, okay. And this week, uh, you official got, you got to it before me. Ah, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, the trailer dropped and uh, information dropped for David, uh, David Fincher has a new show called Mindhunters coming out. Which Mindhunters. looks fucking weird. Yeah, coming to Netflix. Um, yeah. It's a true story uh-huh. um, about these two cops um in the 70s okay. and they're trying to figure out serial killers like it's yeah. during the time whenever there's a 
abundance of serial killers like starting to happen yeah, more and yeah. more often so it's these two cops trying to figure out what the pattern is or, yeah you know what makes somebody do this or do that yeah, yeah. so they're interviewing and try to hunt down different serial killers and it'll be a netflix show probably what 10 episodes 13 episodes, probably something yeah like it's, that. it's usually what but they david do fincher just like with house of cards will will produce the show yeah. and direct a couple episodes here and there um the trailer looks really good the tra- the is it the same trailer i saw where it was like showing like a rorschach painting but at the same time jumping back and forth between the painting and the like t- the show yeah i think so okay because yeah. that that trailer got me super fucking anxious when i was watching it because <laughs> yeah. they were like jumping back and that's what david fincher is good at he's good at like taking something and manipulating it in a way where it like makes you like kind of on the edge of your seat like what the fuck's going on and you get really uncomfortable yeah and just the teaser trailer was like that where it was like it was clipping like it'd show the Rorschach painting and then it would like j- jump over and show like a clip from the show. Mm-hmm. And it was doing it so quickly. It was fucking with me. Yeah. Right. And like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was getting super anxious just watching the trailer. I was like, the hell is like, I almost turned the trailer off. Cause I was like, what is going on? This is yeah, weirding right. me out. And he, he's really good at doing stuff like that. One of my favorite movies by him, uh, gone girl. Mm-hmm. He does this effect where I was like listening to an interview with him one time where I noticed it in the thing, but I was like listening to the interview and I was like, God damn it. He did like, that was on purpose on the beginning of the gone girl. When the movie comes on, you see the credits like going across the screen. Like it's like, Oh, Ben Affleck or whatever. And showing like, it's just doing the credits. Like as it's like showing screenshots, like around the city, like establish establishing locations, like all this kind of stuff. So it's just, you know, showing a little bit of the locations and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And there's credits popping up, you know, like normal happen. It normally happens in a movie sometimes he edited the credits in such a way where they would um when something would pop up on the screen it'd pop up and fade away really quickly mm. and he did that on purpose because the show the movie is called gone girl and yeah, it's about someone right. disappearing mm-hmm. and you not knowing what happening mm-hmm. what's happening to him and i noticed it when i was watching the movie i was like his credits like the fuck are going on with them like they pop up real quick and then they like they fade they like fade away and they're just like and you're like oh, okay well it's gone and so you think it's just like creative choice and it absolutely is because fincher is like on the interview talking about it and he's like yeah i did that to like you know reinforce the idea of someone like this like he gets just in the credits he was like super in depth and like the creative control of what he's doing with a right. work of his he's that's why he's one of my favorite directors yeah, he's, he's great he's great and, yeah. and this is uh this is his first time tackling material about serial killers yeah he did know, zodiac. Seven, zodiac oh okay Girl seven. With the dragon tattoo yeah yeah, you know, no he's, yeah. he's not a uh he's not a newbie to this world yeah i didn't i haven't seen seven and i really want to uh, but i've fantastic. had like i think i've had what happens and it yeah, kind of spoiled for me film. yeah yeah exactly so i'm gonna watch it at some point but his other two quote-unquote like uh serial killer movies i didn't really care for like really? girl girl with a dragon tattoo both of those films. girl with a dragon tattoo is good but it's definitely one of my least favorite of his mm. and then uh zodiac was it's probably my le- absolute least favorite movie of his really i there, it's More like than it's alien a, 3 it's, i haven't seen alien 3 so <laughs> i'm just talking about like his newer stuff like fight club and on i guess but I just didn't like. There wasn't anything special about it. I was mm. just like, eh, it's all right. Like my favorite movie by him is probably Social Network, and then right Fight after Club's that is like Gone Girl. That's also my favorite and... movies of all time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Fight Fight Club's good. It's hard to beat it. But 
He's he's really good. I've noticed he's just really good at adapting stuff. He right. takes stuff like almost everything he's done has been like a book or something, mm-hmm. and he's really good at doing that. He's really good at taking someone else's idea and be like, "Hey, that's cool. Let's bring it over here, and I'll make it happen on the big make screen." Better, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's fucking it's yeah, amazing. He's, he's not a writer director. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's, he's just a he's a visionary. Yeah, yeah. That's um, absolutely what he is, and I enjoy his vision thoroughly. <laughs> yeah. Was that? That was your news. Wasn't that was it? yep, and uh, that drops in October. Also. Oh, okay, Mind Hunters. Mind Hunters drops in October on Netflix. On Netflix. Let's see. Uh, Along with Stranger Things too. Yes, October excited. also. <laughs> all kinds of news in October. Have you heard about the uh, Hans Zimmer news? Oh, uh, that he's uh, doing this, helping with the score for yeah, Blade Runner he's, I think I think he's officially taking over. Is he taking over? Or is he collaborating? I thought I saw that he was taking okay. over. Let's see. Um. Yeah, he's reportedly taking over scoring duties from longtime uh, composer Johan Johansson. Yeah. Okay. That that's what I saw is that he's taking over. It's kind of like a. Uh, it's not exactly, but it's kind of like a Joss Whedon, Zack Snyder. Kind he's of situation. collaborating with uh, Benjamin Wolfish. Oh, okay. Johan Johansson did. He did the original. He did uh, the original Blade Runners. Uh, oh. Score. Oh. Okay. So both of them are collaborating on the new one. Gotcha. So oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. As I said, still, I collaborated. Yeah, yeah. Still, it'll be like it sounds like. I mean, just yeah, in the trailer. Like, <laughs> hey, I like Hans Zimmer. It's fucking awesome. I, I like him too, but yeah. I like when he's not doing blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it'll be good. I like him. Um, let's see how many more news stories you got. Um, eh, that's that was about it. I mean, okay. I've got I've got. Well, one then I'll give more. you three quick ones. Cool. Yeah, I've got like I've got them. like one quick one too. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Mads Mikkelsen is interested in the solo Doctor Doom movie. I don't know anything about. Do- oh yeah, Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, Doom. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yes. Okay. Who who's directing that supposedly? Uh, I, I thought they sure. had someone for that, didn't they? Uh, I forget who the writer is. Because just... it's supposed to be like a, they're supposed it's supposed to be really weird, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm absolutely for that. Yeah. Um, what's the other one I got here? Uh, Top Gun Two. Tom Cruise learns to fly he- helicopter in training. Nay, <laughs> that shit out of my face. <laughs> Sony Pictures loses eighty six million dollars in first fiscal twenty seventeen. Yay! <laughs> now this was before no. the release of Spider Man Homecoming. That yeah, was in the first quarter. Uh, Spider Man came out in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, so they're just not doing good with like any other shit. So. No, they're still trying to fuck over like Marvel. And yeah, stuff. We're exactly. Trying to do our own thing, We're trying to just, like no, shut up. Just give it. PlayStation's give it up, keeping man. them afloat right yeah. now. Um, yeah, those are the other three I had. I had a uh, let's see. I had you know who Jessica Chastain is? Yes, she is pretty awesome. And mm-hmm. the few things that I've seen her in, mm-hmm. uh, she's confirmed to be having she's a zero dark thirty. Is she? Catherine Bigelow's film. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. The only thing I really know her from is uh, I really like her in The Martian, and I really like her in Interstellar. She's in both of those, yeah, she's and she's really good. Yeah. Lawless. This is the first time I really noticed her. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's apparently confirmed. I don't know if she's going to be doing the role herself, but she's confirmed for a role in the upcoming Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, rumors of it being a villain, I think. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just... I don't know what she is. Yeah. That's it. That's all I had. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just really like Jessica Chastain. The only so. little quick one I had was uh, Batman the Anime Series voiceover director Andrea Romano. She retires. Uh, uh, she, I think she I saw the voice casting for all the Bruce Timm anime shows. So gotcha. Batman, Superman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, um, including all kinds of DC animated films. She's been doing it yeah. for 30 years. She finally decided to retire. Cool. Good for her. Um, she was amazing at yeah. her job. Well, she, she contributed... 
her fair share. She's she's good. Yeah, she fell out gracefully, and uh, yeah. you know those all those shows have amazing voice talent. Like, yeah, I, I was, you would think the characters. Would. I was just yeah, we were just talking about it last week because yeah. I started watching. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch any more this week, but. Uh, last week I started watching the '90s Batman mm-hmm. and Superman like animated yeah. shows, and I was thoroughly enjoying them. Yeah, so, amazing. yeah, cool. Uh, that's it, I guess. News? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe On to Det- Detroit. Yeah, I think that we're gonna. I don't know about you, but um, I feel like we shouldn't do spoilers for this film, even though it's a true yeah film. Because yeah. I feel like this is one that you like going in. You should just like kind of experience yeah. what happens yeah. yeah wait a minute so we're we're not doing a spoiler section yeah probably not okay that's what yeah, i thought yeah yeah, yeah yeah i was i was down for that too so uh so what'd you think it's powerful it's it a powerful is film. incredibly powerful, it's very, very powerful did film. you uh it's dark, it's dark in a theater i can't see you did you cry at all no i cried did you really yeah there was oh. like there was like one or two i didn't cry like the last time i cried in a movie mm-hmm. was fucking arrival i bawled at the end of that movie the last film i I was insane. Oh, I, I don't feel when I almost cried at last one that, that I got like really emotional. It's so dumb. Yeah. But uh, Inside Out. Oh, I've heard it's really good. It I is. haven't seen it. it yeah, is. it is. I, I get that. Yeah. But uh, I got like really emotional. Yeah. And I saw my, uh, I went to my parents to see it. I think it was that because it, uh, it really deals with like yeah. parents and kids. Yeah, and, like growing and up and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't cry. I got emotional on a bunch get, of parts. Yeah, I didn't cry. I got pretty teary yeah, in a couple of parts, yeah. uh, especially in the part. I also of got it. teary. I was Logan actually. The, uh, Logan, Logan's just yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> I can understand that. You you get a pass on that. No, it's uh this movie is incredibly powerful, but it's not without its faults. But I, I feel like we'll be talking more about the most films have their faults. No, I, absolutely, film. but even with that, I think we'll probably be talking more about the good parts of the, this movie than the bad. Because for me, there's not really too like there's faults of it, but there's not really too many bad things. A bit of editing, I think a couple of little things could have been snipped here and there, but not too too much. Yeah, that, that would have been my big complaint. Yeah. Um, but what we'll get into, I got, I got a major complaint, not major complaint, but just, uh, more of an observation. Fair enough. Um, we go yeah. into it, but yeah, no, the film is great. So Probably, what was, what was happening in it? Uh, the story? Yeah. Uh, well, like we were talking about earlier. It's based on a true story. Based on a true story. Yeah. About the Algier hotel incident, which is, uh. Which happened in Detroit. Yeah. During the Detroit riots in 1967, some white cops made a lot of trouble for some, black people that are in the hotel yeah and uh it's pretty fucked up yeah <laughs> well, what happened they're they're uh they hear shots fired as we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. so they think that there's a shooter they're looking for a gun they can't find said gun yeah can't find anything about it mm-hmm. so they're just giving these guys they're all Posted up in a hallway, yeah. all of them with their face against the wall. Yeah, they got their hands up, and like leaning against yeah, the wall. Yeah, they're doing interrogation. And two, two white girls. And two white girls who yeah. just haven't got the hotel also. They yeah. are friends with them. Yeah. Um, maybe prostitutes. I don't know. Yeah, sure. they made a couple mentions of it at but one then point. they're like, oh, no, we're just kidding. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, no, we're actually yeah. like, no, just kidding. Yeah, you couldn't really tell. Yeah. You couldn't put a beat on it. But uh, they're from Ohio visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had to be at the hotel whenever it's going off. Yep. And they made friends with, you know, the different uh, black people there in yeah. the hotel yeah they got to know like a couple of different yeah yeah, yeah. they became friends with them and everything i guess before the movie started mm-hmm. um and so they just haven't been involved in it and these cops are giving all of them yeah they a don't, very hard time of doing some very rough interrogation yeah there's sequences. like one part where one of the cops is like oh you think you're white you think you're getting out like no like this is yeah like they're all getting a hard time from these cops because mm-hmm. these cops are 
these white dudes in yeah. the 60s who are on a fucking power trip. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, The film, I thought that um was going to focus on the incident more. I didn't know there's going to be so much before and after. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Uh, which yeah. I really liked. Um, me too, yeah. Because at first, I'm like, why is it called Detroit if it's just about this? Just call it the hotel's name. Yeah, but exactly. Beforehand. But there was a lot of setup and there was a lot of wrap-up. Yeah, a lot of wrap-up. Yeah. Um, first, I want to say this. It immediately caught my attention because the opening sequence is incredible. You liked it? I loved that it. That was one of my least favorite parts of the I movie. I loved it. Really? Um, yeah, I love the paintings. I like, hated it. The, the intro is like kind of giving you some are, uh, are background. Those, are those paintings like references to something? Is I it mean, like that maybe like street art they got from somewhere? No, just it looks or... like like old like African like yeah. painting art. Like I, I don't know. This wasn't my style. It, I, I don't very, like it. I'm, I'm pretty far from black myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the technical term for it, but like yeah. it's like the old like African like black like art of uh okay like the paintings you would see on like different yeah things. it was definitely very like classic like i had yeah. that kind of feel to it i don't know I, what the, the term for it is, it is but either, um yeah. i did i like, didn't like that though. I, I loved yeah. it i thought yeah. that was great okay um and then it kind of just goes from there into how the riots got started mm-hmm. basically kind of uh, uh the cops bust into this party that's going on in detroit yeah and then a club that doesn't have a liquor license, or at least they don't have a liquor license, they bust yeah. a party up. It's a uh, welcome back party mm-hmm. for a couple guys come back from Vietnam. Yeah. They bust it up. There's people outside like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. It's yeah. like, hey, get out of here. And they're arresting all the people at the party. Yeah. And all these civilians are coming up and they're like, hey, you know, you can't do this shit. This isn't right. And they're like, hey, get the fuck out of here or whatever. Yeah. And when the, all the cops leave, they're just like, Fuck it. And they just start wrecking shit. Yeah. They just start throwing rocks. They start uh, Molotov cocktailing everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is full out like chaos. And yeah. for like, I think they said three days or at least whenever the story starts, when, three when days. When it started, yeah, it. they were like day one, day two or something. They yeah. stopped doing that later. Yeah. But the, at the beginning, once they the story definitely were. Started, yeah. Sort of the, once the it main, settles. Yeah. yeah once it, yeah. Um, and uh, that, that's kind of where we are. Then goes the incident. And then after the incident, just wrap up. Um, with the trial, like after trial and, cases yeah. and and other things, so I really liked it. I mean, I thought it was really, really well, um, yeah, organized. So that it was like how everything was set up, how the structure of it was really, really strong. Yeah, yeah. it was it was really good, and I thought it was really uh, it was really poignant being out on like the time that you know we're having in our real world, yeah, <laughs> like sure. with this stuff that we have go down all the time. And um, there's like one part because, you know, it's regardless of what side of the political political spectrum you sit on, you can't deny the fact that there regardless of what you think is going on. You can't deny the fact that there's an overabundance of news of black people dying at the hands of white people. Yeah, sure. And more specifically, black people like dying at the hands of like white cops. Yeah. Like that happens a lot. Yeah, and so regardless yeah. of like who you think it is, is at fault in any of those situations, that happens yeah. a lot more than it needs to. And it's on like Facebook and it's on everything and it just happens so much. And so this one is, this story is like, it's an interesting time to see this story told sure. from like 50 years ago yeah. to be like, yeah, we still have this problem mm-hmm. in this day and age. And it's just, the characters are really interesting in this movie. And I felt like this movie, Detroit, and I felt like it was a lot like Dunkirk where it kind of puts you in the thing up. and it yeah. was like, Hey, but this is, does it better. Exactly. This one like puts you in it and they're like, 
hey, this is the situation. You're going to kind of feel like you're in the situation for a little bit. But then the only thing this has over Dunkirk is where it's like, hey, you're actually going to get to know these characters too. Yeah. Like Dunkirk, you don't do yeah. any of that. But this one is like, very John much Boyega like... in the movie isn't even one of the people that are getting Yeah, like, he's not even like the main guy or anything. But you care for him. Yeah. You care for him because he's kind of your eyes into this like... Yeah. Uh, you like, like... Yeah, you see him... You see him see, seeing other yeah. stuff and trying to step in and it's brutal just like all the stuff he has to watch i can't remember most of these guys names neither like, can the i hallway. yeah but you still learn a couple things about a few of them yeah and you still you connect know? with them yeah like you still understand like a lot of the struggles of what they're going like, through yeah this is fucked up <laughs> yeah like, this is it's a fucked up super situation. yeah it's super fucked up and so the characters are really interesting in this film and they all have their own like things that are things that are like affecting them and that they're doing and I thought it was really interesting. The one, uh, do you know his name? The not the actor, but the character, the young uh, white cop that's like starting all the trouble, pretty much. Uh, let me pull it up. I actually just pulled up the page for uh, Philip Philip Kraus. Is that so it? he even has a German last name. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, he's so like even his character is like you see into his character and you're seeing like what's going. Like he's he is a scared, pissed off white guy. That's like there's, there's nothing really positive about his character. Yeah, there there isn't, all. which is unfortunate. But like, like you see into his world where because at one point when it, I think when he's first introduced, we're in the backseat of his cop car, mm. and like they're going through the city, and like the looting's already kind of happening, and you just see him being pissed off, where he's yeah. just like, they're fucking this city up, yeah, like they're right. fucking everything up. And part of it is I'm sure him caring about the city, mm-hmm. but the other part of it is that he's used to being in control. Right. And so he sees all this stuff, which I'm pretty sure is a common thing with just that kind of situation in general, with maybe people being in control, used yeah. to being in, being in control, used to being privileged, used to being being able to call the shots. He's used to all this stuff, and he sees people acting up. And I thought it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it just – I could see it happening in the 50s or the 60s, and I can see it happening now. Like the reasoning behind it still makes sense, and I liked it. It was this – so our first introduction to his character, he shoots a kid who's like running away. And I think the kid was looting. Like, I'm not sure if it's exactly he's, sure. He I runs. I thought he was grocery shopping. I thought he was he grocery... walks out two bags full yeah. of stuff. He like, walks out with two <laughs> things. And yeah. so maybe he's thinking that it's going to look like he was looting. Yeah. And so he runs anyways. Yeah, right. And... That, in in turn, instigates the cops to go after him because he's like, hey, he's fucking running. Let's get him. And uh, they tell him to stop numerous times. and He doesn't stop. He drops some of the stuff. He runs. And so the main, the cop guy, Philip, he shoots him with a shotgun. And he, like, in the fucking back. And the kid, like, drops his stuff but, like, still runs because he got, like, tagged a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so, like, they're still chasing him, destroying and he gets away. He's, like, whatever. I don't know if he, does he die, or does he? I, I don't know. I don't, it didn't Maybe. explain it, but, like. He's a kid from, uh, Everybody Hates Chris, and, uh, Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I thought, I thought yeah, it was he's him. He's an adult, but yeah. he's probably my age. <laughs> but he's in it, and he's, like, running away and everything. And so, after that, uh, Philip's, like, uh, superior, like, his chief or whatever at the station, like, pulls him in. And at first, the guy's just, like. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, why did you do this and blah, blah, blah? And him, Philip, as a cop, reporting the events, he's just like, oh, I didn't know if he, like, had a weapon on him or, like, all this kind of stuff. And so he's like, I couldn't take any chances, like, I assumed. And the chief was just like, you're a fucking cop. You don't get to assume. Like, that's, like, to me, I was just like, thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is. Like, as a cop, like, it doesn't matter, like... 
if you think someone has a weapon or not. You can assume it all you want. You're not like there is a very specific set of rules for escalation of use of force and the police and like the uh it's different for the military but even but like just with the cops like with the police with the law enforcement like in the in in america Mm. there's a very specific set of like steps you have to follow and when use of force is being escalated when you think you're gonna have to use it and like so shooting someone is like one of the ultimates like uses uses of force Mm. and you don't do that when you think someone has a gun right and that's something that he points out in this movie from 50 years ago and that's something that like we have to repeatedly argue about in today's society Mm -hmm. where like you have these cops pulling over people and they're like hey specifically black people and they're like hey let me see your driver's license and then they shoot you because you're reaching for the glove box or something, yeah, right. which is like, a you told him to get his stuff anyways, <laughs> but like b he doesn't have anything. Yeah, like you right. don't see anything. Like it's a very specific. Like they are you go through training and this stuff to like make sure you know like what you're doing. You're yeah, not a right. cop because you're like you're not getting paid to get scared and get jumpy and pull the trigger. Mm. Like when you see a threat, you act on it. Not when you assume there's a threat. And yeah. so I really like the movie took the time to point that out where yeah. it was just like no, you're because I don't hate cops. Like I've had family that's in the law enforcement and everything, mm. and because of that, I hold them to a higher standard. I know the job that they have. I know what they're supposed to be doing. I understand like the dangers and the threats that could come with it. Especially, right. I had an uncle that was a sheriff in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a shitty city, it is very <laughs> and it's very so fun. I understand the worry that can come over with mm. having someone on the law enforcement in a bad town. I get that. And even with that, I hold like I held him to a higher standard where it's just like, no, you went through training for this. You, 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 you have to do stuff every year Mm -hmm. to like make sure you still understand how the rules operate. You don't get to just do whatever you want. And so like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff out there in this day and age where like, there's two sides to the argument where it's either like, People feel like you either hate the cops or you're like a police officer apologist where you're always like excusing everything they do. Like, oh, they probably had a reason. It's like, no, like there's there's a line in between because you can definitely hate the cops. You can definitely say fuck the police, but you can also definitely say, you know, like, oh, they probably had a reason. They're the cops and we got to trust them. Like, no, there's a fine gray area right in the middle, which is where most of us should be operating, Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, they're the police officer. Like they're here to serve and protect us. That's a good thing. Also, they're fucking police officers, so they need to be held to a higher standard, and we need to investigate everything they do. We need to – I'm not against authority, but I'm also not, like, blindly accepting authority either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, there needs to be a balance between that stuff. And I thought the balance that they were trying to portray with a lot of the characters in this movie was exceptionally well done, Mm -hmm. where they were like – they had questions going on, and they were questioning a lot of the motivations – but in the end, it's still fucking the cops get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, that's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very realistic. <laughs> um, it's, it's not only. Sorry to go on that like rant. Yeah, real quick. It's, it's, not even, it's not even a, um, only because it's, you know, police, but just like, yeah. like or not, you're in Trump's America. Yeah. Which you may not want to admit it, but it's a terrible racist fucking mess. <laughs> Straight up, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. Like, I mean, it's um here in town, like the day or two days after he came into office. Yeah, people thought it was fine. Like there was two sightings downtown, one on college campus, one downtown. 
uh, skinheads coming out with Nazi I fucking believe armbands yeah. coming yeah, out. I believe it. And they were harassing yep. different minorities mm-hmm. on campus. Yeah. Campus police come over there like, hey, you know, you know, I think you wrote a citation for a bicycle or having a bike <laughs> somewhere you should. And they were like joking around <laughs> laughing. It's like, this is what we're living with fucking yeah. now. Yeah. So like this movie is, you know, more so just as relevant now as yeah, it was absolutely. back then. This yeah. is something that, you know, needs to be heard, needs to be seen. It's a movie that I could fully recommend as, as rough it is to watch. It's just like a movie like, it's, you know, 12 Years a Slave or something like that where yeah. you watch it not because, oh, this is a fun movie. I have a yeah. good time. But it's like, it's something that you should watch it's at least once just to, to learn, yeah. especially now. You especially, know? you know, with us being like white guys. Yeah, like right. with something that we need to see to like, understand like we can't connect with that we can't like we're not black we're not being harassed like just for yeah, right. being in the wrong like neighborhood at the wrong night or whatever like we're not the wrong side of the road, yeah exactly you know? like we're yeah we're not getting any of that bullshit yeah, and right. so it's good to see this stuff and to it's good it's good to experience it like to to try to connect with it to try to understand i have never been i don't think i've ever been more pissed off in a movie than this one that's frustrating sitting sitting there watching like how everything's going down and like you as a viewer you just can't do anything yeah you're like what the fuck like like, stop you're ready they can't they won't (laughs) you're ready to get up and punch someone this movie even though it's it's not my favorite movie like even of this year or anything i think it's one of the better made films of the year and i think it's one of the It'll probably be my top ten list. I don't know how high it'll be. Yeah, but it's one of the better films I think we've seen it, this it, year. It probably is for yeah. me too. It's um, it gets good, but I I think the main thing that I take away from this movie is the effect it had on me because I watched it and like I want to be I went to school for like writing and screenwriting and stuff. I want to be a screenwriter. I want to write stories and share them with people. Uh-huh. I went into this movie and when I like halfway through the movie, I was just like, I can't be a screenwriter anymore. Mm-hmm. I got to go be like a fucking lawyer or something. Yeah. Like, right. I, gotta, like, I was like, I was like, fuck, I have to or do, do something. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't as know. You see in the film. Yeah, exactly. Spoilers. That yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. What they're already yeah. getting away with it anyway. Doesn't so matter. yeah, it's like, my, so uh, my dad was going to actually be a lawyer uh-huh. before he was, he went to, he was originally going to school to be a lawyer and I guess he changed it a little bit through, because he ended up being a preacher, mm-hmm. and I remember my mom. My mom's explained it to it's me kind of before. Prevalent in this film, also both of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, my mom explained it to me before, where she, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, Dad wanted to be a lawyer. Why did he become a preacher instead? And my mom was like, well, he saw it as if he was going to argue for someone, he'd argue for God. And okay. so I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Like he, he became a preacher, and I was like, all right, fine. Right. And uh, but no, so like. Because he's really good. Like he was really. I feel like I get it from him sometimes, where it's like the argument side of me. Like when I argue with people, right. I feel like I probably inherited that from him. And so I've thought about like, oh, maybe I should be a lawyer or something. At some point, I don't think I'd enjoy it, but it's something like I want to be a screenwriter. I want to write and everything. But when you can watch a movie and the movie literally makes you question what you're going to do with your life, yeah, right. That's the effect I enjoy from movies. Like I watched this movie and I was, I kid you not, I was seriously being like like okay i'm 30 how long would it take me to get my bachelor's get my master's get a law school like i'm sitting here thinking about all the stuff i'm like i could be like what the fuck am i doing with my life i just yeah, want right. i just want to write stories i just yeah, want right. to like i just want to jerk off onto a page and have people like <laughs> tell me it was good yeah, like no you like, did it. yeah good and, for you. <laughs> like i was like fuck no i should be doing something i should be a lawyer i should be helping people i mm-hmm. should be like do like i was literally going through these steps in my head and then i came back to the screenwriting thing and i was like no 
fuck, I really enjoy writing. I enjoy telling people stories. And more so, I enjoy sharing a story with someone who, like, it makes them feel something. And it makes them makes them inspired in some way. And that's what this movie was doing for me. Yeah. Is that it was, like, making me, like, that's the kind of movies I want to make. I want to write a story. that like, And, you know, the screenwriting can be very iffy on this film because it's based on a true story. Yeah, right. They even say at the end of it, it's like... Um, the accounts, the accounts, something. Yeah. It's like, we had to make some things up because the accounting is like very iffy. Cause we went through like, you know, verbal testimonies of like people that were there and like all this. So it's really, you know, it's, it's relative. Yeah, it's, sure. uh, it's not concrete on what mm-hmm. happened, but they admit it. And they're just like, this is, you know, we tried to make it as accurate as possible based on the many different interviews we went through and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But yeah. regardless, they told a story that made me, <laughs> be like like literally question what i was gonna do yeah, when i right. walked out of that theater when i was like i was like what the fuck am i like am i gonna go to law school now or something yeah, <laughs> no, 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 was, but no like that's even though it's not my favorite movie of the year that's absolutely yeah, something it's, that, it's not my favorite of the year and that that's one of the things about this film one of my negatives about it is that this is a great film yeah you watch it you know at least once i never I, it's not a movie you're gonna revisit i don't think yeah, I like it's, it's hard to watch. Like it's not something it like, is, yeah. hey, I got off work. Uh, I got off work. Let me put a movie on. Yeah, you know, I really need to unwind. Yeah, let me put on Detroit nope. and watch this <laughs> you know, group of black yeah. people getting tortured yeah. by white cops. But some like, movies, <laughs> some movies need to be like that. Some black people, oh, yeah, absolutely. some black people do need to be tortured. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, no, some movies like that. That's their. Some works of art are supposed to like. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But like, that also affects like. The rewatchability. No, like, no, absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why I brought up, like, 12 Years a Slave is, you know, one film of the year and yeah. things like that. It's I've heard like, it's, it's really a, good. It's a great film, yeah. but it's not a film that you, you want to rewatch. Yeah, it's Moonlight, rough, last yeah. year, I loved Moonlight. It was in my top ten. I had the Blu-ray. I still have a rewatch that film. I own it, <laughs> and I haven't put it back in. Like, yeah. like, it's not as rough. Yeah. I mean, it is as rough as this in some aspects, but, okay. like... It kind of gets tied a little bit neater than this one at the end, like yeah. it's a little bit more of a positive note in a way. Yeah, I mean, because this one's just realistic. Yeah, this <laughs> one's just super realistic. We're just like fuck everything, right? It's, it's yeah. almost this nihilistic in the take. This one's like this is what happened in real life. Yeah, We're right. not trying to tie this up. Yeah, that, that, that's the way I want it. Yeah, you know, I don't want your sugar. That's what I wanted. To, that's what, happy ending. It's yeah. fine. I did. I, I did like the ending where he's singing though. I know we were talking about that after yeah, the movie, and you you weren't too big. Of, that was one of the parts I teared up at because this. This guy had literally been, like, trying to do something for his life. He had mm-hmm. been trying to, like, mind his own business. He's trying to make something for himself. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, like, do, like, fulfill his dream. And this one bad night fucks him up completely. Yeah. And then he goes and, like, his whole life gets turned upside yeah. down. And I just found it, like, super sad that at the end he was still... I was happy that he was still able to do something that he enjoyed. But it was something that was born out of this horrific sorrowful yeah. experience he had yeah. and i found it very i wasn't paying attention too much to the lyrics i heard something about like i think you know it's a church song so jesus mm-hmm. is probably coming back to life or something but jesus is awesome <laughs> yeah god but i thought i heard some uh i thought i heard some lyrics about like a death or a burial or something yeah, and like it's that. yeah and it's yeah. three what three or four of the people in that like in the hotel algiers like they die yeah. like because they're just like, killed they're like, by like, the yeah, yeah it's and yeah. he's like seeing all of it and yeah. just watching all of it. And he's like, "What the? F-? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it just because like I don't know. I, I mentioned earlier they have a character who sings in the film, and I feel like 
they would just put that in there. Like, yeah. anytime yeah. they could, just like, oh, he can sing. Here, he's yeah. going to sing a fucking song. Yeah, randomly. yeah I, I didn't like the part where he was singing when the cops were like, pray, pray. And he yeah, was just like, started singing a gospel I didn't like song that. Yeah, I was like, okay. like, oh, he's really. And they're even like, he's a, he's <laughs> he's a really, singer. Is he a real singer? Is that someone? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. He had um, a pretty voice. It was nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's good. It's just. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> they were, like, writing it in too much. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, like I mentioned a scene, uh, whenever they first got to the hotel, you know, there's the two white chicks there and, yeah. and his buddy. Gilly from Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's... yeah, Gilly from Game of Thrones one of the girls. I think that's her name, yeah, she's one yeah, of the, the one white girls. looks confused. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's girlfriend. Um, yeah. But anyways, him and his buddy, or I don't think they're related, although they're yeah. cousins or what, uh, I think they're just friends. Yeah. Um, he they, just seems like you know bands all like he's in a band, yeah. And bands always have that one extra friend that hangs out oh, for yeah, everything. You're, you're, you're a quote unquote roadie, <laughs> roadie, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always like the guy that yeah, you just like right. the person that's always around yeah. your band. Like for my band was Cecil, like yeah, Cecil was always around. Was either uh, Blake or Spencer. <laughs> oh, okay, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, hey, let's go talk to these chicks over here. Yeah, lock up, and they're like, and I, I you like the scene? I didn't because I, I thought the, the scene, writing yeah. of the scene was really bad. Oh, okay, like it took me out of the movie yeah. for like five minutes. There like, are, I was just sitting there like, what the fuck? Who there, wrote that? There like, are definitely parts of the movie where the writing is kind of bad, and it takes me out for a second. Yeah. Uh, that scene in particular, though, I didn't feel like the writing was bad because mm. I felt like it was this super optimistic, like flirty kind of encounter that's like very realistic like everyone's just being like hey what's up and like he sings for two seconds and they're like oh you got a nice voice and like that's how that shit happens in real life they go up and they're just like like every like it usually goes like this hey what's up get fucking lost okay that's how it goes <laughs> no, in real but, life <laughs> but, what, but when but when when you do run into that rare chance when a girl's actually interested when, <laughs> when you do run into this it's usually it's like you could tell in that scene it was just like oh, okay cool we're fucking tonight yeah right. like that's how it was. it was fun it was just them sitting around and she's like she's like oh you're a singer and he's like yeah my name's something cleveland and he's like she's like oh we're cousins but ours is something ohio and he's like <laughs> so he's bad. like he's like no that's that's where I'm from. That's not what my or that, he's like. That's that's my, that's my name. name. That's like, not oh, where I'm from. from. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it was just stupid. Like back and forth between like that happens a lot with like guys and girls. It's the if you could pull yourself out of the yeah. shitty interactions you have with people you're trying to bone. Yeah. That's how it looks from the outside. Well, I don't have to because I'm Rufalin. <laughs> <laughs> you just knock them out anyway. Yeah, so it's like there's no need for conversation. <laughs> no, I feel like that's like just how it happens, anyways. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just get knocked out. That's yeah, whatever. No, uh, I I really like that scene because I, I was like I, I had like a freaking grin like on my face I, on that I, scene. So I, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, and she's like, oh, I'll sing a song for us, and he's like. Oh, I'm here singing a song. <laughs> Literally, four, he just says like four words. Yeah. Oh my god, the microphone fell. The microphone fell. Jesus Christ. All right, cool. That's what happens. Yeah. Is it still on? Okay. Cool. I'll edit it out. I always say that. I'll edit it out, and I never do it. But anyways, yeah. All right, go ahead. I'll show you. But yeah. he sings like four words. Like it's like five seconds of singing. And it's not even like a show off of his vocal talent yeah. or anything. Yeah. Like it, was, it just it happens good, to be dude. in tune. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wow, you really can sing. I'm like, the fuck? He said four <laughs> words. 
chords, and they just happened to be in tune. Like it wasn't him hitting any like impressive notes, dude. That's how like that. that, that's how it happens, though. You go to a party, you go somewhere where like someone is that you're trying to like that you're interested in, whether you're a guy or girl, and whether they're a guy or girl. You got yourself more situ- impressive situ- than that, though. No, that's how it always fucking works. You go, you go, and you're just like you mention you do something, and then they're like, "Oh, do it real quick," and you're like, "Fuck." And so you have to like come up with something. Like if you if you go to a party and there's like an acoustic guitar there and someone's just like and you're like uh, like you pick it up real quick and they're like oh you play and you're like yeah I play a little bit and they're like play us something it always fucking happens yep. it doesn't matter what it is yep. it's always if you are around if you have a an ability and they become aware of it they ask you to do something right and like that so that that's what I like but he about went over that. there purposefully well he went over there purposefully to hook up with them but like. It seemed like even whenever it got brought up that he's a singer, he's like, oh yeah, I got this. And you'd think if he knew he was going to get asked that, he would have a better <laughs> a better song, a I'll, better part I'll give of the song. You, I'll give you that. You know? I'll give you that. that that's but my thing. He right? wasn't very prepared. It wasn't so a very impressive like, thing. <laughs> it wasn't. But for the reaction, yeah. it wasn't impressive. Like, wow, you're listen, great. Listen, the like, four people in that scene, they all wanted to have sex that night. Like, and that's it, all it was about. If it, it's like, like, if it was that great, then those cops should just stop <laughs> what they were doing. Like, that, like, it's what, not. It's not about it being great. It's about them wanting the fuck. That's all it's about. Not only that, but like, if he's if he's that good and he starts singing, like, that's what we're talking good. about. Where the cops are like, pray, and you start singing gospel. I and he agree. Was that great, I agree have been with like, you on that one. Oh well, let's just stop being racist now. That guy can sing really, this guy really cured good. Racism. He sung a whole fucking verse. He's incredible. No, fuck that no, scene. I'll, I'll agree with you on that scene because that scene was an, the the part where he sings the prayer is really I didn't like it took me out of the movie, but because they were like it felt like they were I was bashing fine with that one just because like oh he's emotionally no, singing because they, point. it felt like they were bashing me over the head with it which is one of the problems I had with this movie where every now and then they'd get like it was it felt like it was trying to get you too much into it yeah and it was like listen this is a shitty situation this is a shitty story this is realistic racism this is like everything that's happening in this movie i already believe sure. you don't need to do the close-up of the face with the tear rolling down the cheek yeah. i get it yeah, like you exactly yeah. they do that like two different times mm-hmm. like literally showing tears rolling down cheeks mm-hmm. and then they also do the part where he's like so emotionally distraught that he sings when they ask him to pray like i didn't like that either but with the poolside scene, everyone in that scene is just looking to have sex. That's why I was okay with it because it's just the stupidest thing. Really connected to that character. Oh, really? I felt, I felt he's one of the ones that I probably felt more connected to. He was, I felt his performance was kind of weak, but like also like right after that scene of him trying to fuck those girls, he's on the phone with who I guess is his girlfriend. That wasn't the same guy, was it? Yeah, that's oh, the same it? guy. Oh, okay. And then he's like trying to talk to her and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's like, he's I can't. fucking horny, man. That's and, all and it is. And she's like, well, I can't come over because my parents are letting me out. And he rolls his fucking eyes. There's a goddamn riot going on, dude. <laughs> he's he's, like, oh, he's wanting bullshit. He's wanting to get laid. Go that's whack what... off in the bathroom. Hey, he's... hey, you're you're a girl that's gonna walk alone through a riot zone, so I can get some pussy. <laughs> Oh yeah, this, that's, this is a character I'm rooting for. That's how point. young, twenty year old, stupid, horny guys act sometimes. Not all of them. Not not all men. God, fucking no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, no, it's he, that's what he's trying to do in the movie. That's one of the reasons why I'm that I felt he was more realistic. I felt it was the only part that I didn't. There's one part that I didn't find realistic that I didn't get that like got introduced super late in the story, and I was like, is this how it happened in real life? Was when like the cops come in. And they're looking for the quote-unquote sniper gun 
but instead it's a fucking you know the pistol gun they like it's a starter pistol we use it to start races and they were just playing around but the cops heard it and they came no one like no one mentioned it did i miss it when no they... that, that was gonna be my next argument i was like the whole time I, none I, of them go oh no it's a starter it's a pistol. fucking starter Not pistol even here it is it was like i don't know a gun no one ever says that all they had I'm to like, do was oh it's a starter pistol it belonged to a guy you just shot yeah. But I, I don't I don't know if I agree with saying like all they had to do is because I feel like you know But then you they know, wouldn't have been able to find it because you find out that spoilers I guess this isn't a big thing but yeah. because you don't notice it I I just assume the whole movie that they had found it at some point oh, but okay at the very right before the credits or like the pistol the star pistol was, was never, never found. found yeah yeah so they never found it anyways but I felt like all the the black people in that scene I mm-hmm. felt like they were all. All the victims, because you know the white girls were in it too. So all the victims in the they hotel, didn't even, they didn't even yeah, no it. one mentioned it. But I felt like they, the only the only rationalizing they can do for it is that you just don't think about it. No, is that maybe they thought it was even if they did mention it, it wouldn't do any good. Mm. So they're like, why the fuck even bother? Yeah, but right. still, even then, it's like. You think you just blurt it out? You at think least. someone would say at it, and no one ever just does. Say it on yeah. accident, be it's, like it was a star gun. Yeah, it was so the, real. The cops come in, and then and later on, she's like, "It was a toy gun." Exactly. The trial, like, they say it. Let it. They say it later in the trial. That's what I didn't get. So, like, when they go into, and so I don't know if this is a real thing or not. It's because you know the real thing was they never found the gun. That's what they say at the end of the movie in real life. That's what happened. They never found the pistol. Maybe it the was pistol. Maybe it was an actual pistol. <laughs> maybe he had a sniper rifle. Maybe, maybe it was. But in <laughs> like, the, well, we didn't find a toy pistol. We found the sniper rifle in the window yeah so he was shooting at cops <laughs> maybe <laughs> but the fucking cops come in and they're yelling at these people they literally just killed one of them who was also running away again he's yeah. fucking running away and the white cop shoots him in the back yeah. again and then the whole entire time they're trying to cover it up they're the whole entire thing is a cover-up but because he fucked up which happens in real life he did that but, on uh, purpose it, yeah he he definitely did that on that, purpose, that's one of the things yeah. i wish real quick was a subplot i'm just saying he fucked up by doing it on purpose oh yeah but no the subplot of like what you said earlier but when he shot the other kid and there's like captain is like yeah hey like you can't or the detective is like you can't fucking you're do that fucking you're a fucking cop you can't they do should this. elaborate they should have played something later on what do you mean like he already has a history of shooting people in the fucking oh. back that should have come up they covered it up though because didn't you hear the cop like when he was leaving that's the fucking thing even though that cop was like was like you're a fucking cop. You can't do this. Mm. Even though he says that when the guy's walking out, he's like, "Oh, say he's trying to murder." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, "We're gonna hit him with a murder charge." Just like, fuck. Yeah. Even the good white cop is like yeah. helping cover this shit up. And there's this whole like, getting getting back to it real quick. There's this whole thing where like, so they go into like that's one of the parts I didn't get. They're not no one saying, "Hey, we have this gun." Like here it is. Yeah, right. But the part I was guessing was that like the cops wouldn't believe, they thought the cops wouldn't believe it anyway, so they said, "Why bother?" Like maybe that maybe that's their rationalizing of it. But there's this heavy, super crazy thing in the movie where like people keep turning their eyes, like they keep like not helping people in a position to help don't help right sure like the cops are like the detroit police department there's the detroit police department there's the state police and there's like the national guard and like there's three different like venues of like uh law enforcement going on in there and the the pd the detroit police department is the one with the super racist white cop that's in there and they're fucking shit up and the national guard shows up at one point or no it's not the national guard it's the state police they show up at one point national guard comes in too but the state police shows up at one point and, like, one of the guys is in the house, like, walks out, one of the white guys, and he's just like, yeah, they're in there, the PD's in there, they're, like, doing shit, and, yeah, it doesn't look good. And the state police guy, I think it's the state police guy, he's the old guy, he's just like, oh, it's fucked up. 
All right, we'll let them handle it. Yeah, and they it's fucking leave. Detroit police business. Not fucking ours. like. Which they, eventually National Guard says also. So I guess Detroit police Yeah, they just fucking take off. It's It keeps like, escalating. Yeah. The cops are being stupid fucking like. Yeah. They're just fucking up. And they're just like, we're not getting involved with this. We're leaving. Like, yeah. bye. And mm-hmm. it just sucks because like they're in a position to help. You have these white guys and law enforcement that can like, I'm really curious as to how much of that was real. Yeah, like right. how much of the. Yeah, how much of the white people in power that were there witnessing everything decided yeah. to turn the other way and ignore it. Cause yeah. that's what they did. They saw this shit going down. That they knew was wrong and they were just like, fuck it. I don't have the energy for it. Let's go. And they just left and it just turns. Some... <sighs> it's yeah, so it's powerful, up. man. It's, yeah. uh, it's, 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 probably one of the best looking and sounding movies of the year. Also, I love how everything looked. Yeah, I liked how it was shot. There's some okay looking like, stuff. The shaky cam didn't bother me that it, much. It bothered me in the beginning. It didn't I, really bother me it, at all. I yeah, I, I ended up like not noticing yeah. it too much later. It still confused me with the. There's been this whole confusion before this movie has come out of me being like, is this a documentary or not? Like, what's going on? Because the way they do certain things with the handheld and like how they do slight like documentaries are known for like doing handheld stuff and then kind of like when they show things, it looks like they're adjusting their focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like, that's the raw footage feel. Yeah, right. If you're doing a real movie, you know where the marks of the characters are supposed to be. You know how far away they're going to be standing. You have the focus already set up like on the camera. So mm-hmm. you'll be like, Oh, okay, we can focus in, we can focus out. We know where we're going. Documentaries are more raw where they're doing everything live. And so sometimes if it jumps from someone talking, who's three feet away from the camera and it jumps to someone in the background doing something that's 20 feet away, there's an adjustment. There's a zoom. There's yeah, a right. focus adjustment. Right. And so this, this movie was doing that a couple of times where it was just like, so I thought it was a doc, like, I thought it was maybe a documentary. And if it wasn't, why was it kind of being shot like one? Right. And then even before we saw the movie, I saw someone put like genre. they put it in the genre of some kind of documentary and walking out of the movie. I don't think it's a documentary at all. But like, I mean, it kind of like it's a true story, but it's not a. There's no voice. There's no narration. No. There's no like interviews. There's none of this yeah, they, stuff. They, they use Which, actual photos yeah. from it and some some actual yeah. tape. And I don't think all documentaries like don't. I don't think all documentaries have to have narration or interviews or anything. Sure. But this one just doesn't. I don't get. I can't remember who it was, but they classified it as like they put it in a one of the subgenres of it was like a documentary. Right. And so when I saw it, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Some of the stuff in the trailer looked like it was a documentary. Oh, okay. So this is supposed to take place kind of like a documentary. Mm-hmm. And then we watched it and I was like, no, the fuck it's not what's going on. And that's, see, I never thought it was going to be a documentary. That's the, it looked like anything like a documentary. It just threw me off for a yeah. little bit. Once the movie gets going, it's fine. It's yeah. just one of the parts that, especially in the trailer, it throws, throws me off. Yeah, it didn't throw me off at all. That's why you, you were saying that before also. I'm like, it doesn't really look like that to me. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's a really great film. John Boyega is good in it. I like yeah. seeing him going out, you know, and doing <sighs> things. Yeah. You know, he does a really good, uh, he does a strong performance. Yeah. Um, he, not, like, not, incredibly that, strong, but he does really, really good. That job. part where he, like, he doesn't break, break down, but, like, the breakdown he has in the police station. Because this whole entire fucking time... He actually gets accused early in the movie of, like, one of the guys calls him an Uncle Tom. Yeah. And it's just like... We're trying to help him out. Yeah, he's trying to, like, help these... He's, he's helping this kid not get his ass beat by a white cop. Yeah, and he, the kid, like, basically spits in his face. Yeah, he's trying to defuse... Which I understand where the kid's from coming from, but still, he's trying to defuse all these situations. These mm-hmm. racially charged, violent situations. He's trying to defuse all of them, and he's doing his best to, like, not let his anger get a hold of right. him. And it's good. He's doing everything, like... 
Like it's unfortunate. Like that's how that sometimes that's how black people feel like they have to act in the real world. They have to be extra careful to make sure they're not coming across as angry or as whatever, Mm -hmm. or just, they have to make sure they're coming across as civil and nice and all Mm -hmm. this other bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Despite the fact that they're putting up with way more than anyone else is putting up with. So John Boyega is doing that in this movie. He's putting on the good face. He's like making sure everything's good. And he still gets fucked over in the police station when they come after the whole hotel scene has happened. Mm -hmm. And he go like, he goes back to work and everything like a day or two later, the cops come and pick him up and he's being interrogated as a suspect Mm -hmm. for like causing some of the violent shit Mm -hmm. in this hotel. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys even talking? Like there's a part in the interview where he's getting interrogated Mm -hmm. and he's just like trying to help them. He's like, no, 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 listen. And he's like leaning over. He's really earnest. And he's like, yeah, so this is what happened to blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. And then that one point they're talking about, yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, you're, you're a suspect. And he's like, you see it. You see his whole world come crashing down. Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck do you guys even mean?" Like, yeah, yeah, he's trying to be the good guy, yeah. and he's like, "Still." And then one of the girls comes in, and they have him lined up, and she's like, "Yeah, he kind of looks like him because they're pressuring her into yeah, right. it." Yeah. And so he, like, he doesn't. End up, I don't think he goes to jail or anything, but like, he, yeah, he was he was a suspect for a little bit, and he's the <laughs> he's like the best guy in the film. He takes yep. coffee over to the guys at one point. He's yeah. just like, "Here you go, I got some." coffee for you guys it's a rough night and he's like helping out the white dudes yeah just... man, I can't always <sighs> run, man. fucking <laughs> but uh yeah i would definitely recommend the film yeah I would the with this movie is that uh you know this week there's been push for wonder woman to be put up for <laughs> people are pushing to want wonder woman to be in the best film and best director categories of uh, okay. the academy awards yeah and i'm like that's a fucking pipe dream and un- undeserved one of that. This one is like an actual one where this is a woman director yeah. that directed an actual film that could be... Like a movie. That a like, movie. Yeah. Like, I liked Wonder Woman. I thought, yeah. I, I thought Wonder Woman was really, really good. Yeah. I liked it. But this is a movie. Like, yeah. This is a movie movie. Yeah. Wonder That's Woman, a popcorn. Yeah, Wonder, Wonder yeah. Woman, despite what you like really think of it, it's a superhero film. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's, superhero it's a superhero yeah. genre. I think there were some very deep things... In and surrounding yeah, the sure. the film, like Wonder Woman, I think it's an achievement in a lot of it, ways. Yeah, it made history. Like it's yeah. not without like its merits. Yeah. Like it's definitely it's really important. Film of the fucking year. I I I think I'm okay with it being pushed for like a film of the year thing. Like yeah. it's I I get it, not because of the movie itself, because like this is like a film of the year. Detroit yeah. is film of the year material. Mm-hmm. This is like something that's like it's a fucking film. Yeah. Wonder Woman is like you said a popcorn flick. But it stood for so much more. Yeah, right. It was kind of like that whole Logan thing, where it's like, yeah, Logan's a superhero movie too, but it was so much more than that. And well, Logan, I feel like, literally transcended, transcended no, superhero. Yeah, films. It, it did it within Wonder the, Woman. It did it with, within. The yeah, games. it did it with Logan. Transcended it within the film. Yeah. Whereas Wonder Woman was very much like it was a lot of the stuff. A lot of the amazing stuff was not even in the film, but about the film, about it being this huge superhero movie that was directed by a woman and starring a woman and just very like all this kind of stuff it was not stuff in the movie itself like i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it if at some point in time that movie was like put into the uh like library of congress or whatever it's called and like it's being because you know like they, they do that with all kinds of stuff it's like hey we're putting this into the vault because it's like it's historically like it represents something like so just meaningful in some yeah, kind of right. way. They'll put pieces of art into that. Like Night of the Living Dead's in there. Like mm. it's 
seen as something that's very historically significant. Mm. And I could see Wonder Woman getting that too. And I would applaud that. I'm like, yeah, no, it definitely stood for something. Like, absolutely. Movie of the year though, even though I understand where they're coming from, it's like, or director. Yeah. Like, what's a director? Like you look at this movie or, you know, uh, yeah. uh, some, some of the other ones that came out earlier, they're actual like movies. Like, how are you going to take, you know, uh, what is her name? Uh, who, who directed Wonder Woman? Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah, I can put her against like, you know, Catherine Bigelow. Or, yeah, right. Or, or yeah. even Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You know, how he directed. She, uh, Patty Jenkins Denver. did, Patty, Patty Jenkins did a superb job. But it wasn't anything like super creative or artistic. Yeah, right. It wasn't anything like yeah. she did excellent at what she was mm-hmm. asked to do, which was point the camera at Wonder Woman. Like just that's basically what it was. Universe. Exactly. Yeah. Like she, and you know, she definitely did a lot more than just pointing the camera. Yeah, of course. But she, like, that's basically what that movie is. Her, the movie being as, as successful as it was, definitely stands for something with her being behind the helm of it. Mm. That is something definitely significant. Mm. But there wasn't, I didn't think, you know, there's not anything directorial wise, very creative or amazing about that movie. Well, the only things I could have asked for this film was that James Cameron happened to get, because, you know, James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow used to be married. Nope. Yeah, they used to be married. And uh, it was a real nasty divorce. She she dodged a bullet on that one. (laughs) Well, whenever Avatar 1 came out, I think she released Hurt Locker. And people were like, James Cameron thought he was going to win all this shit for Hurt Locker. (laughs) And she beat him in like almost every category. <laughs> and I was kind of hoping like that somehow he was going to get Avatar 2 done by this year like he originally planned. And she and just beats just him again at the Academy Awards and things. Uh, he deserves it. <laughs> he's so he's good. a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, she's, uh, you know, she's on three films now. All, all three are, well, I mean, you don't like her. I didn't care. Yeah, I want to go back and revisit it because I saw it years ago. And I think maybe I wasn't. Certain pieces, certain pieces of art, you have to be mentally ready for, yeah, sure. and I don't think I was yeah. with Hurt Locker too much. I don't think I maybe was in the right state of mind for it. So I'd like to go back and see it. Yeah, but what, yeah, from what from what yeah. I've, yeah, I didn't really. This is my favorite movie ever so far. So. Yeah, sure. Out of the two you've seen, yeah. Was <laughs> what was the other one she did? Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. Which okay. is another Iraq. One. It's got John Krasinski in it too, doesn't it? Um, it may. And I he, know isn't that he like Joel a soldier? Is in it and Jessica Chastain. He's got like a beard in it, doesn't he? Uh, or is that no, something no that's 13 that, that's that Michael Bay film uh, 13th hour or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yep <laughs> John which Chris- apparently is a good movie okay but I'm it has Michael Bay's it. name on it yeah, so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm watch not it I'm not anywhere near it um, <laughs> he, yeah. did a, he came in in the 11th hour in this flick and did a really good job he he came when in when he first and, pops in I'm like Jim yeah but when he popped in I was like what the fuck is this I thought it was just a cameo I'm like, it is the, most, the office <laughs> I was like that's the most distracting cameo I've ever it seen was, in my life it was he came out with this like super bad 70s hairdo or 60s hairdo his suit looks way too big for oh him oh my god even yeah. whenever they're in court his suit seems like yeah. really oversized got, like, yeah. I'm like did they measure him before he did this film I'm not used to him he's got like horn room glasses on and I'm yeah, like you don't wear glasses yeah. Jim get those off your face yeah he no, just uh, looks at the camera again but he, but he did a good yeah exactly <laughs> he he did a good job though. He came out of nowhere. It was a really offsetting at first, yeah. but it fits in. Like he's the douchebag uh, lawyer, lawyer that's yeah, sticking up for the cops. The that's lawyer, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's their union lawyer yeah. or something. But he's very much pushing for like, yeah, these are cops and they're doing their job. And they're white. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> oh, you're gonna trust some white guys? <laughs> yeah, and he's like preaching to the white yeah. jury. He's like, come on, guys, 
come on. It's like, these guys White are... cop jury, but there's a lot of black, you know, there's a black jury also, like all the families involved and everything. They're... Yeah, but they weren't a jury. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking the uh, uh, stands. The, uh, yeah, yeah, they were in the, like, yeah, yeah, crowd. It was a full yeah. white jury, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a full white jury who absolutely 100%. Not st- happy about yeah. it. <laughs> Including a congressman that's there, or uh, elected <sighs> official is there, yeah. who's black. Yeah, he's there. And there's, there's some crazy, I really like the... F- like one of the kids flips out at one point, like mm-hmm. in the court, because they're just, you know, they're drilling into these black kids and they're just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, yeah. you can't get your story straight. And yeah, it's he fucking snaps. Like, he, he's just like, he's like, you got me up here and you automatically think I'm guilty because I'm black. Yeah, and like, right. he just stands up and he starts yelling. Yeah. And like, the people in the background are, cl- even I was just like, I wanted to stand. I was like, yeah, you tell him, man. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it was. It was so fucked up. And then at the end of it, it's just everyone's found, like, they're, the cops are found innocent and mm. whatever. And that's, ugh, it's, I don't want to see cops suffer. It's not that. Yeah, I don't right. hate cops. I just hate white it's, people. <laughs> yeah, I just cops, hate white so. people. Yeah. No, I just, ugh, especially seeing this and just seeing the shitty crap that they do. Yeah, right. That they got away with. It's, it's shitty, so man. So fucking, ugh. So be a recommendation for you? What's that? So it'd be a recommendation from yeah, you? yeah. I would definitely, I would definitely say go see this. I'd say be fucking prepared for it because it's yeah, it's a rough watch. It's, it's times like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely. Yeah, there's time. Porn. Yeah, there's times <laughs> yeah. of it where you're just like yeah. fuck. Like it's, when, uh, like when you see that one dude die, like the mm-hmm. one guy who gets, uh, who has a starter pistol mm-hmm. and he gets shot mm-hmm. and he just like falls on the floor and you're like, oh, is he gonna get help or oh, is this or oh, is that? And you're just watching him die. Nope. And you're like, oh. Oh, okay, he's dead now. All right, mm-hmm. and the camera never leaves him. <laughs> You're yeah. just like, oh fuck. Yeah, and that's like the first thirty minutes of the yeah, movie. It's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend it fully. Yeah. Uh, watch it at least once. Yeah, you, know, you may never want to revisit again. I would completely understand. Yeah, um, it is definitely worth a watch. And, yeah, uh, something you need to it, see. It's something, something that that you know I feel that whites and blacks now both need to see. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And especially even youth. Like if I was a history teacher. Where I could show R rated film like a college professor. Yeah, I would show a class. Yeah, absolutely. Down, like, quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was like a film studies teacher, I, yeah, w- I would not like be that. surprised if next year I took a couple of film studies classes at PCC. I wouldn't be surprised if one of my film studies teacher throws this into her yeah, right. <laughs> into yeah. her material in the next year or so. Uh, what would you give the award to in this movie? Um, I would give the award to these. Um, I'm gonna say the cinematography. Yeah. Uh, um, I like how everything like looked. I liked. Uh, I was really engaged. Okay. Um, I liked how. I like the filters. You know, I like the look of everything, like the darker type tone to the shots. Yeah. And um, how the shaky cam didn't bother me at all. Like the focusing in where they were like, okay. falling behind people. Yeah. And uh, it just like I felt like you really feel connected into the action. Um, yeah. Also, the gun sound effects on this movie are fucking great. They're good, yeah. Yeah, the like, yeah, shotgun really blasts in it are really, like, Oof, impactful yeah. and deep. They shake the cameras yeah, at, like, certain the points. Yeah, there's times where they'll, like, yeah, it, like, shoot something on the ground. Yeah, and, be, and it, like, like it, bounces it, it, up yeah, for the, a second. Yeah, Jesus. And it's probably the cinematography yeah. and direction. It's just, like, the camera bounce, and there'll be, like, dust shooting off, like, yeah. from around the corner and stuff. Yeah, it's, it, it's really cool. I yeah. Know. Probably give it to that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I'll give my award to John Boyega. Yeah. He did a really good job in this movie, and I just feel so bad for him. After the movie, I'm yeah. just like, he's got to he's got to have a win somewhere here. I'll give him the award. It's yeah, uh, it's so rough. He he'll goes through so something. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to see him not as Finn. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm just 
Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about his character and, like, not succeeding oh, yeah. in anything. But no, him isn't, like, he, he acted the part, like, really good. Mm-hmm. It was good, yeah, what you said, it was good to see him as not as Finn. I'm really excited to see him in Pacific Rim, too. That'll be cool, seeing him. I uh, would recommend you watch Attack the Block. If you, if I want to see that. Yeah, I haven't watched it, yeah. Charge and, um, like, I mean, it, that movie's not realistic, though, because it's science yeah. fiction. Yeah, Edgar Wright produced it. Yeah, yeah, Nick exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh. I've heard it's really see, good. I want to watch yeah, if it. Yeah, if you want to see an alien invasion on a British ghetto, yeah, <laughs> block like it's I've, yeah. Attack I've heard block it's good. Is great. And John Boyega is a star of that, and yeah, uh, there's that a was... bunch of different like racial themes in that as well. Oh, okay, cool. That would uh, definitely recommend. Yeah. I know I read an interview by him or something where he was like, even though he loves being on Star Wars and loves being Finn, he was just like so happy to do a movie like this or he's like this. yeah I heard he said this he felt like this was a bigger opportunity for him than star wars absolutely was. yeah because this will show like you know star wars is him just being fun and doing his thing and doing whatever and there's a couple of emotional parts in it but still it's it's a popcorn flick it's yeah, star it wars it's whatever but with that series it seems like a bunch of those actors have kind of went and done yeah more except for daisy really i haven't really seen her in yeah much. she's gonna be in that train movie Oh, oh she's in that okay but uh adam driver he's been doing a lot uh domo gleason He's he's gonna be one of those dudes we saw the previous for oh, in American he, Made, and he was in Revenant, yeah he was he, he was, was in, in uh, Ex Machina Ex Machina yeah, Ex Machina. yeah he's Oscar Isaac him and, and Oscar uh, Isaac of course Oscar Isaac <laughs> yeah and, and, he's yeah, the one that's taking Oscar Isaac does a lot he's already established he's the one that's already doing a lot of stuff so I mean that movie that I'm looking forward to this year Suburbicon Suburbicon oh is that the Coen Brothers no 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 they produced it. But George Clooney directed it. Oh, okay. Got Damon Stars. It looks gotcha. very Coen Brothers. Yeah, it does. But, uh, it looks very Oscar Coen Brothers. Oscar a gangster in it. Yeah, uh, it looks pretty good. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, cool. So, cool. should we do recommendations? Yeah, recommendations. I actually... <laughs> I'll let you go first with your recommendations. This has been... It hasn't been a super busy week for me, but it's been one of the weeks where I, like... I haven't been able to experience too much stuff. Okay. But, like, it, new stuff. Like, I know our recommendation corner is basically stuff that, like we've i mean it's what the fuck ever we do whatever we want but yeah, right. it's uh, but so so talk. far yeah so far it's been this kind of thing where we're like checking new stuff out and then we recommend it yeah and i unfortunately haven't really been able to check any new stuff out this week yeah, but I know uh, that we had a comment on i, I did post a question on uh yeah my my friend nez she um yeah, i forgot to check emails real quick hang on let me check and let me check our email to make yeah, sure we don't have anything we're a little behind today it seems but yeah, um my friend, I basically posted on the uh, Facebook like, "Hey, um, what's your favorite non uh, non fiction movie, like biographical or um, movie dealing with racial tensions, yeah, or anything like that?" And my friend Nez, she that's commented a, that's on a it. Fucking question and a half, yeah, right I there, know. man. <laughs> um, she said she thought Rosewood was really good and terrifying, and she says that she's excited for our Dark Tower review, which we will be seeing tomorrow. Oh yeah, for next week. Yeah. Um, but Nez is really cool. Um, also, uh, just a plug her in since she gave us a little bit of, uh, love on there. She is the owner of Dark Spectre Custom Couture. She is a costume designer. Really? Yes. And she's a published costume designer. Wow. Also, in, okay. uh, different gothic magazines and stuff Jeez. like that. Yeah. Um, she's super awesome. She's a super cool chick. Yeah. Um, you should check her stuff out, especially if you're looking to cosplay or do anything like that. Hit That's her awesome. up. Yeah. Um, she's got pretty, you know, she'll work with you. Yeah. You know, and she'll make you something super awesome. <laughs> Nez is cool. And, uh, Hopefully we don't ruin Dark Tower for her because yeah. Dark Tower's not looking like it's going to be no, good. <laughs> it, it has been great reviews, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll um, see, yeah. 
other than that, uh, Wednesday I went to the theater and I went and saw The Big Sick. Yeah, which I've heard about. And I've yeah. heard it's really good and I want to see it and yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Which I've been meaning to see. Um, I went in without seeing a trailer, okay. without knowing much about it. Yeah. Um, I just woke up one morning uh, because a fire alarm was going off in one of the buildings here in the apartment complex. And oh. the, the manager <laughs> didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so I just kept on going off. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the movie. Yeah. And thankfully, I, you know, I, I had a free movie ticket. So I uh, went to the theater, yeah. and um, I was a big sick. Like I said, I went in without knowing anything, except for seeing you had 98% Rotten Tomatoes and the director, which is actually pretty funny, because something I found out later on the evening that came yeah. next to him. Um, it's directed by Michael Showalter, who is part of uh, Stella. Um, it's a comedy group. It's him, oh, okay. Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, and David Wayne. Um, they're three minds behind a uh, wet hot American summer. Oh, okay. Um, which they all act in. I think Michael wrote, um, the film and the gotcha. series that came out this season that came out last year, on Netflix. And this weekend, actually today, the new season got released, which is pretty funny. So yeah. I saw that probably, on Netflix today. Yeah. yeah. It's called uh, <laughs> wet hot American summer 10 years later. Yeah, 10 years later. Yeah. But I want to saw big sick and I don't really want to give too much away. Not that it's a lot to give away or anything yeah. like that, but, um, it's a romantic comedy. Based on actual an actual relationship between the uh, two people that wrote it, um, who are husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Let me bring up their names. Uh, it was produced by Judd Apatow and oh, his okay. company. It has a real Judd Apatow-esque feel. Yeah. Kumail Nanjiani, um, he's in a, the HBO show Silicon Valley. Which I haven't watched. I hear great things about it. It's I've seen like a couple episodes. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the Indian guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, basically, it's him and his wife Emily V. Gordon wrote it. Uh, he stars as himself in the film, and Zoe Kazan stars as Emily in it. Okay. Versus Emily. And it's basically the relationship. Him coming from a uh, Pakistani background, a family, and how you know it's arranged marriages, and him mm-hmm. falling in love with this girl, and their relationship. And Isn't there? Without going too much into it, there's an illness that happens kind yeah, of in the story, the, yeah, too? Yeah, oh, okay. that's what the big sick is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, an illness happens and stuff, and it's basically just like their relationship and all yeah. kinds of different things that happen. Um, it, it's funny like an Apatow film would be. Yeah, yeah. Where it's not like slapstick or like, oh, look at the funny yeah, situation. But it's, got, yeah. but it's like in the dialogue. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It feels very real, and everything feels very organic. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, these two characters are talking, and one just makes like an off, like, comment or like a sarcastic <laughs> remark yeah. and you're like oh well, that sounds very natural like, yeah. and that's where the comedy comes from from what i've seen of it it seems like a the closest film i kind of think of to it was a 50 50 with it, a, it wants to be a 50 50 or uh funny people oh okay so, which is a uh chad apatow i think produced 50 50 i don't think he didn't direct it but yeah. he did direct funny people oh, okay um and i like both of those films yeah well, i love Adam 50, sandler 50, films yeah. i like is funny people but um <laughs> It has a real feel like that because he's a stand-up comedian also yeah. in this film and trying to make it. And uh, Bo Burnham is in it. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's in it. He's, he's one of his comedy buddies like and stuff. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's just him and this girl. It feels very, it feels very, very natural. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't know what all is based on fact or fiction or whatever, but they, you know, base a lot of the relationship and, like, the mm-hmm. different conflicts they went through with their parents and stuff and yeah. just get along. So uh, I definitely recommend it. Definitely see it. I mean, don't watch the trailer. Just go and watch it. Um it's, it's a really clever comedy. Yeah. And uh, I really liked it. So Cool. I, uh, most of my stuff this week's just been me going back. And, like, I've been 
binging the crap out of Ozark. Like, I think I'm almost mm. done with it. I got <laughs> halfway through the first episode. Not that I don't like it, just I had to go to work. And yeah, just it's so fucking good. Like, the first three three episodes are incredible. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm on, like, episode six or seven right now. I or like something. what I saw. It's, yeah, it's, it's really he good. He also directed and wrote the show, Jason Bateman. He directed, like, the first two, two episodes. episodes. Think, he wrote, yeah. wrote and produced. He still wrote and yeah. produced, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of that stuff. Okay. It's it's so freaking good. Um, I started reading The Invisibles that you gave me yeah. last week. Yeah, it's I got through the first chapter of it. It's really weird, and I don't yeah. know what's going on. I, but... <laughs> I'm going to spoil it for you right now. You are not going to know what the fuck is going on that whole trade paper. That's fine, like, then. Okay. I guess a lot of things get answered later on the series yeah. a lot of things don't yeah okay. so it's just one of those Fair things enough. where it's like like i told my friend uh when i started reading it yeah i like, yeah, started reading the invisibles and he's like oh and you don't do hallucinogenics do you i'm like nope it's <laughs> gonna be a rough trip for you then like i guess like if you do like yeah. hallucinogenics like it makes more sense and i can okay. kind of tell like because the whole book there's is some yeah weird stuff in it yeah but uh if you want to tell the viewers what the invisibles is about um well after reading the one chapter uh, i've read of it it's uh from grant morrison it's a comic that was written in about like the 90s or something i late think 80s late 80s, 80s. Oh, okay um from what i can tell so far it seems to be about this one kid who is very rebellious in nature and uh he ends up committing some crimes and that like he ends up getting sent to this uh facility where they try to like it seems like they're very heavily pushing um, conformity and he is like very much like individualistic. And so he's not giving into a lot of it. And the people that are in charge are trying to take over, like trying to make everyone conform so they can, they, they have this whole like mantra kind of thing where it's like, uh, where it's like, not necessarily comfort, but um, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you'll feel like everything's like one with your life when you submit, like submit, like living a happy life is like in submission or whatever. And there's this whole, like, this is just from the first chapter too, but like, it seems like the people, yeah, the people that are in charge of it are submissive to these other like supernatural kind of forces. Mm -hmm. And at one point this guy comes in to like break out the kid and yeah king mob yeah he comes in to break him out and he shoots the one of the bad guys like straight in the face and then he's like yeah they're gonna find him like another body or something later so let's go yeah it's like he's gonna turn into i was like what the fuck is going on it's very much i can see because i've heard like uh the matrix i've heard the matrix kind of ripped off off a lot of of stuff from the invisibles so what i'm getting from it already is this whole sense of like the world more the next two issues you'll really see okay yeah more more. yeah because just from the first chapter is very much like the world around you isn't what you perceive i'm a big fan of those stories just like everything you think yeah everything you think is isn't like that kind of stuff it's like something different or so much more all this kind of stuff and so it seems like it's heading heading that way just out of the first issue and i'm I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I haven't, like oh, I said, I just haven't had a lot of. And why time you decide to go and do that, King Mob? What 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 told him to go and break the kid out? What 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 made King Mob want to go and break the kid out? Was that his acid trip on when he talks like John Lennon or <laughs> something? Acid trip is summoned John, John Lennon. Well, listen to Beatle records. He like summoned John Lennon. I don't know what the I I reread those two pages so many times. I'm like, what is going on? I just read it through the first time and I was like. I'm not even going to try yeah. to decipher that. And then I got later on in the story and I was like, oh, so that's what, the, oh, okay, he was doing that. Yeah, because okay. one she's like, oh, so you talked to Lennon? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. 
I just let it go. I was like, okay, that's. I didn't know it was fine. like lyrics of a Beatles song or something. I was like that's, googling. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on either. Yeah, it's definitely a weird trip. It made enough sense for me. I'm a. I'm a very. I feel like sometimes I can be very accepting with stuff like that, sure. where it's like a lot of people want answers and they're like, I want to know exactly what this means. And I want to know like what the purpose of it is. And I just, I feel like I'm a little bit more accepting with stuff. Like, uh, like there's stuff that happens. I mean, my favorite TV show is lost and they don't, like, they don't explain everything in there. But when like mysteries, like all oh, I need, like arrival. Okay. So spoilers for arrival. When, the whole entire film is like them trying to figure out like what the aliens are there for. It's like, what do they want? Why are they here? Blah, blah, blah. Let's bring in a linguist. Let's try to communicate with them. Let's find out what's going on. And so when the audience finally does find out what the aliens are for, where they're like, Hey, uh, we see time is kind of continuous. And so right now we're helping, uh, you guys out because 3000 years from now, we're going to need your guys help. Mm-hmm. We're going to fucking need it. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why the aliens are there. That's the mm-hmm. only expl- explanation they give. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. That makes sense for me. It's fine. I answered the question. We're good. Let's go. Let's keep on going. Mainly because that's not what the movie is about. Yes. Yeah, not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like, I've read, like, I've heard people complaining about it. Cause they're like the whole aliens is like, blah, blah. It's like the aliens are not what the movie is about. dude. No. Like it is not what that's about. No. And so I, I feel like, depending on how the story to- is told and what the focus of the story is, I feel like I can be very accepting of very loose explanations sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised, like, with stuff like, like with The Invisibles, where I read the part where he's just like, yeah, I summoned John Lennon. I was like, all right, that's all I needed. I know what's going on there. Well, so. What I feel with the uh, book and stuff is uh, you're going to start, within that book, running into a lot of non-fictional people. Oh, okay. They, they start time traveling a bit. Nice, and they go to France. I be, love fucking that. Desade, and the first in the first issue, they were already like in Egypt or something at one point. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. okay. So what I felt like, uh, they go to France to, um, to go and get Desade. Yeah. Like the the old Poe, the one who sadism is like okay. named after stuff. Yeah. And what I take from it is like he's trying to give you like all these different like poets and stuff. Like you meet up. Mary Shelley and like some other people. And oh stuff shit! Like that. So I think yeah. he's just giving you these authors and visionaries and philosophers. That's right. So you go yourself <laughs> and read their material. I'm down for that. Yeah. I never made it through Frankenstein. Stuff. But, huh? I said I never made it through Frankenstein. Right. That's right. a hard yeah. book to read. All the, any any old author or poet is hard to get <laughs> yeah. through. But um, I think it's supposed to just expand your mind in that way, so that you aren't kind of like you start thinking yeah, more freely and more philosophically. Yeah. I think that's what Invisibles tries to get like through. I think I think that's the message that they're yeah. trying to push across so i i mean I'm, i haven't really got too far into the series yeah. so uh i'm liking what i read so far though. yeah it's just just the first issue right. you know? awesome. yeah it's been good um that's it i guess uh, does megan have an update lost? <laughs> let, me, let me check with it real quick oh there's a lost connection i wanted to make though um one of the i can't remember his name and it'll be kind of hard to point out which one he was but uh and lost there's a young black kid named walt okay and he's in this movie oh was it yeah all he's right. one of he's one of the kids in the hotel he's all one, right one of the nice. guys he's not one of the main guys he's one of the ones that was he was like in one he was one of the guys that got took into the room that they pretended to kill the right. cops pretended to kill uh he was one of them not the first one but the second one the first one was okay. like the first one was the big guy yeah really the second good. one was the kind of younger kid that's yeah, him right. and then the third guy is <laughs> uh yeah falcon so. yeah. yeah um but yeah he's Anthony he's in Matthew. this yeah he's in this let me see let me i forgot i forgot about 
Megan. So <laughs> let me see what she said. Our uh, weekly Lost update. Our friend Megan is watching yeah. Lost. Megan's watching um, Lost. And every week we give an update of what she thinks of it because it's JT's favorite show. And uh, last week when we left her, uh, she was on episode eight. Just got done with episode eight. And she's been watching the show for weeks now. <laughs> so she's not going at too good of a pace. She she has a lot of questions. <laughs> Which is exactly how lost is supposed to be. She she thinks it's getting pretty good now. She's uh <laughs> She's like I'm on episode nine. No, no, this this is uh she points out so at one point and uh she's asking me, she's like, How are there other people on the island there? Ju- they're just now finding they've been on this island for like a week and they are they've been there for like a week and they didn't hear that big ass plane crash so in lost there's you end up finding out there's other people that were already on the island and it's introduced in a very paranoia induced kind of way where it's like oh fuck there's there's other people here what the fuck's going on and mm-hmm. so like the survivors of the plane crash are like wait a minute, what and like there's there's people already here. Like there's people that weren't on the plane that were already like, so she like just got to that part and she's super confused. So that's, that's very good because that is one of the big opening ups of this show where like that happens. And that is a huge turning point for the show is when it's not like, it's not even a season finale or anything. It's like episode 10, maybe 12 out of like 20 or 22 or something. So I don't don't know. Um, She got there. She really likes Hurley. She said Hurley is a precious angel. Uh, she thinks Sawyer is a douchebag. Fat, yeah. <laughs> fat Claudia Sanchez. He's a, he's a cool guy. I like him. He's one of the he's one of the good guys. Uh, Sawyer is my favorite character, but she thinks he's still a douchebag. Fair enough. Uh, she's like, why are, why is everyone asking the doctor for bullshit elements? Like everyone's being hypochondriacs on the island, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, and they're all shame. going to the doctor, <laughs> which is realistic. So yeah. that's if you're stranded on an island and you you know there's like a doctor my there. Yeah. My my back's been hurt. That's because you're sleeping on the fucking ground. Oh. You're on a fucking island. What, what do you expect? I'm having stomach pains. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, she mentioned the little black kid. That's the kid who was in the movie today. Oh, uh, name... Detroit Connection. Oh exactly. my god, exactly. life is sinking up all a lot. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> that's her. That's her updates. She's getting a little bit more into the show, and she's really confused by one of the plot twists that just happened. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Cool. That's thanks. Thanks, Megan, for getting that to me in a timely fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I usually I usually text her like the day before or something, and she didn't text me. I didn't text her. I forgot about it. So I had to like when we started, I had to be like, "Fuck, I gotta text her real quick and check in." I thought she'd be working. She's she works a lot. She's she's got like three different jobs. Medical field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, that's which is funny that she brings up the doctor and the elements. (laughs) Yeah, because of course she would notice that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that's the weekly lost update with Megan. Awesome. Um, What are we seeing next week? Or (laughs) well, (laughs) explain the situation. We are going to be time traveling. (laughs) Yeah, uh, a bit tomorrow. We're going to go see Dark Tower. Yep, in the afternoon, and uh, we're going to be reviewing it Mm -hmm. um, for next week's episode because I will be in Nashville, Tennessee. You will be out of town next week for the weekend. So Dark Tower will be our review for next week yeah so we're seeing two movies this weekend yes recording both of the episodes Mm -hmm. but one episode this one detroit will be dropped this weekend Mm -hmm. and so next weekend coming up will be dark tower dark tower which we saw just for you (laughs) nez just for you yeah which we saw tomorrow but yeah we saw tomorrow yeah but it'll be time paradox yeah i know right which is every time travel uh... anything (laughs) um yeah at least least we're not killing our grandfathers and creating and then i'll know what we're gonna be seeing the the week after that 
Um, we'll figure something out. I really we got to see that one movie that comes out while I'm out of town. What? Uh, the, the one with Logan Lucky. No, that that comes out the following weekend. Yeah, when we, we, we both we, really. See we, this film. We both really want to see Kidnap at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's but, it's getting fucking trash. Yeah, right now. it's hilarious. But, and then we, I think the Emoji Movie did better than it. Yeah, that one, is saying something. I'm looking forward to, but the one I'm talking about is a uh, Good Time. Oh, okay. Good Time with uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, oh yeah, and, yeah, the, uh, Jason the, Jennifer yeah. Leigh. You sent me the trailer for that. It looks really interesting. Yeah. Um, I st- I stopped watching the trailer halfway through because it looked good and I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, anything. yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, we I think Sunday we'll probably want to start doing is probably interviewing some more independent films. Yeah, which we're doing def- like big big ones right now. But, but that's yeah. because we started in the middle of the summer. Summer exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's getting that point, we're going to be yeah. doing things are a little bit more like once not in a whole lot of theaters. Yeah. As, as, once everything uh, cools so. down, we'll be seeing. So. And then we're going to watch uh, Bye Bye Man for. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> for, for Whitley, for uh, Whitley, at our one first point. request was to review Bye Bye Man. So we got to do it at cool. some point, and we got a couple of requests. Somebody wanted yeah. us to review Baby Driver, we which could, we've seen, but yeah, we, and we've yeah. mentioned a lot on the show. But we, we, we could even do Bye Bye Man just as like a mini episode. Like yeah. we could just watch it like separately sometime, yeah. and then like get together and like just talk about it. Yeah. Like not even do like a new because that's I think that's what's going to happen with Dark Tower too. Since we're recording these shows back to back tomorrow's episode is going to be our dark towers episode is going to be ridiculously short because we're not going to have like news or a recommendation corner or anything it's just going to be a straight review i may have a recommendation okay if if i watch that tonight i'll probably recommendation okay it's good Um, i could probably come up with something but yeah we'll see (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe i watch so much porn maybe a video (laughs) maybe a video game that i'm playing or something something we'll come up with something though but yeah next week is a dark tower folks if you have any questions comments concerns all that kind of shit uh hit us up on facebook or twitter we are and the award goes to podcast um you can either find it by just typing and the and the award goes to or and the award goes to podcast i'm not sure regardless you can type it in and you'll find it uh you can also reach us at and the award go to and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com that's and the award goes to podcast all one word at gmail and uh hit us up yeah we're we we had I think back on our like Dunkirk episode we had a couple of questions and then Ned hit us up uh, today and yeah. so yeah we're just looking for people to give us input on anything requests or whatever we'll yeah anything we'll get your shit and read it so just just give us meaning give, give our lives meaning <laughs> validate what we're doing yeah we're still working on a theme song of some sort yeah um, I'll get something at some point yeah from somebody or something and then or, you you went and got your tattoo this week what I did got, uh, got a tattoo today what did homeboy uh, say did they have anything um, he's been busy but uh he's working on it so someday cool. okay. he'll, he'll probably have something um oh, okay cool so that now that's uh Mike and Rob at uh Death of Glory Tattoo Parlor here in Gainesville, yeah. Florida. Yeah. Um, both these guys are awesome. They do awesome. good work, too. You and showed me that tattoo you had earlier. Yeah, it looks fucking rad. Yeah, it's on my knee, so my, my leg is a bit stiff. I keep <laughs> on shifting my leg. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully have logo music. Start building things, I don't know. Yeah, getting stuff, branding ourselves like all the good yeah. capitalistic pigs in America. Yeah, as long as we make money off of it. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Cool. Um, see you later. Yep. Bye. Bye. Well, bam.